Welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the Age of Sigma Monday show. And I'm joined by these two gorgeous, wonderful men, Mr. Nathan Prescott, our smaug for the day. Hi, Nathan. Hello, good evening. Um, hello, hello. And also uh, our toothless for the day, um, uh, James <laughs> Kawaii Powell. Hi, James. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take. Hey Liam, thanks for resubscribing. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning us live, uh, tuning in live. Obviously, this is filmed in front of a live studio audience on Twitch. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And uh, today we're going to be discussing the new dragons that we've just seen released, uh, which is going to be very exciting. And the main subject of the show today—that's in the new, new section. The main subject of today's show is what it's like. Um, is meant to be an introduction for new people, basically. The do's and don'ts of starting Age of Sigmar right from the ground up is where we're going, like right at the beginning. Because um, one of the things I think we don't do enough is we in no way describe like the really basic shit that we don't even think about. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, thanks to Speckles for resubscribing. He said, uh, I've been a Stormcast Dragon player for 44 months. Appreciate you, Speckles. And thanks to Fisher Painting uh, for also resubscribing. Now, before we get on with any of this, Let's find out how my co-hosts are. James, I'm going to start with you. James, how are you? And how's Warhammies? Uh, yeah, super good, super well. Uh, I played one game. I think I think in a week. Yeah, I've played one game in a week. I was supposed to play more, but life took over. Uh, so I played one game on Sunday uh, at Scribes of War, which is my local club. Uh, for the first club night back in, I think, I think it was about nine. 18 months maybe 20 <laughs> which is nuts when you think about it uh but yeah so play one game played uh four turns in the nicest uh way to my opponent i think i'd won on turn two um, <clears throat> really? wasn't a very pleasant experience for him yeah oh dear what made you think Poor that lad. uh well he he asked me to write a list that beat him so i wrote the most disgusting zinch list i could physically muster what was it um so 20 pink horrors 10 pink horrors 10 pink horrors okay kairos blue scribes fate master uh chaos war shrine uh and a change caster herald of zinch did anyone help you write that list sounds like a great list uh it had some influence from you <laughs> uh and then i added blue scribes because i had the model and he's funny he is funny. Interestingly, uh, your club is called the Scribes of War. My wargaming club is actually called the Scribes of the Poor. So it, how weird is it that they're, <laughs> they're so similar? Um, like, I really I really think... Uh, Nathan, you're in the Scribes of the Poor. Uh, are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, the benefits are awesome, I think. I don't know. When do they kick in? What are they again? No benefits, uh, but you you know you oh. get to wear it with pride. Uh, I just like to thank uh, Age of Something for my background uh, today. Uh, my background um, uh, designed by the Age of Something YouTube channel. If you guys want to go check it out, um, and this is my Beaker of Secrets, which is honestly maybe my favourite Age of Sigma thing in all time, uh, right here. So looking forward to that. Uh, what up, Twitch chat? Hope you're all well. Nathan Prescott, how have you been the past week? Oh, uh, I've been good, thank you. Good. Finally got around to building uh, the cool boys from the Dominion box. Uh, so I've just got a couple of little hobgrots left to do. So that's cool. 
Uh, that's about it, really. I haven't had a chance of playing a game or anything like that. Uh, same, yeah, same. That's how it goes. Yeah, same, same. No? Uh, yeah, I haven't had an opportunity to play a game this week either, so feeling a bit sad about that. Uh, but I think I might be getting in a game on Saturday with you. Yeah, that's the plan. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I'm probably just going to take whatever list yeah. James wrote. That sounds great, James. Good job. Blue scribes. <laughs> blue, blue scribes. It's, it's your list. Some blue scribes. What else did I put in? I put the mirror in, but that's pointless now. It is. You mean what? Umbral spell portal? Yeah. Why is it pointless? Because the board's so small. <laughs> it's not. Like, it's, it's still. You get the. <laughs> Didn't need it. Just cast it to cast a spell. Could have taken more spells. Kept running out of spells. Okay. Apologies. Apologies. You obviously know what you're but talking it, about. But, it, but Umbral spell portal is good. But I also played, actually, it was really interesting because it was the first time I played shifting objectives, I think, this um, this edition. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, everything What's walks to the middle. Uh, no idea. Oh, Something else. What is shifting it? objectives 3.0. What is it called now? It's called, I've got my, my uh, General's Handbook to Hand, which you need, Tectonic. That's what it's called, Tectonic Summits. Tectonic interference. Interference. Thank you very there much, you Aaron. Appreciate you mm. in the chat. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, Nath, Cruel Boys. <laughs> fucking hell. Your Cruel Boys bit built. You happy about that? You looking forward to the battle tone? Yeah. Yeah, they're quite cool. <clears throat> Obviously, they're fun models. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Might get myself a vulture and a big Legavon thing, whatever it is. What, what are you trying and to say, bud? Those... What do you think you're trying to say? Legavon. Yeah. That's that big reptile thing that they run it running around on. Is, is, is it called a Legavon? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, we should mm. get one of those, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think when we talk about the dragons in a moment, a lot of people are obviously uh, the Sludraker. Thanks, Plagification. A lot of people are obviously going to say, look, dragons are cool, but it's not a, a horrible, gross bin chicken. And I agree. I am going to agree, uh, but uh, yeah. And has how have I been? I've been great. Thanks for asking, guys. Appreciate yeah. you. How's the Twitch chat been? What's going on, Twitch chat? Uh, Stab got Plus is in here. Ben the Dragon. He's going to be excited. HMS Banksy. Cadre. Uh, Charles the Dead Lizard. Bobbin. Bobbin. Hi, gorgeous. Grim Slacker. What's going on? Hey, everyone. Hey, Dr. Numian. Hello, everyone in the chat. Welcome, welcome. Archeon's chosen. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, obviously, if you've got any thoughts or questions, slam them in the chat as we go through today. It's going to be super fun, uh, especially for new people who might want to ask some questions. Um, uh, so, worried about chicken supplies, says Marchettus. Why would you be worried about chicken supplies? Nathan, do the chickens need microchips? Probably. Very <laughs> fucked. Uh, Nathan has been telling me, James, that uh, because of the microchip shortage, uh, it, we're unable to uh, get many things, including wood, apparently. What, because there's a shortage in microchips? Yeah, apparently. Uh, that's go. that's really worrying, Nathan. Tell us more. Uh, uh, our vans, bog roll, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> all. It's actually a really, this sounds there's actually a really interesting thing going on with bog roll in the UK. Side note, just quick junction before we get into dragons. Uh, most people won't do that. Hams fan, thanks for donating a thousand bits to the show. Whoop whoop. 
Um, so fucking nice of you. Controversial opinion. Fancy Dragon looks being Scar Dragon looks meta. Hams fan, not controversial. Can't wait to get into it with you. Probably going to spend 45 to 8 hours on the dragons, then into the main subject of the show. Very excited about it. But just side note, because all of the nightclubs and bars opened in the UK at the same time, all of them were like, oh shit, best buy some toilet roll for the, you know, classic, like, you know, uh, like toilet roll dispensers on the toilet yeah so then like and then obviously yeah. then all of the places that hadn't been selling any previously for the past two years were like uh-oh and then you can't get it for love no money you can't get it well for money you can definitely for money love <laughs> less likely to be able to get it for for money you can get it no um we're not moving from stonks to stocks i just thought i'd let everyone know that that's one of those really interesting things um mm. yeah all right james you okay you ready for this you yeah. seem excited by the chat. Super ready. You seem excited by it. Oh, David Smith, thanks for the gift subscriptions. I can't keep up. Thanks, today. David Smith. Do you want to talk to that guy? Oh, look at that. He's gifted something, a gift subscription to Johnny Gets a Shot, Get Shot a Lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, do you want to talk about the dragons? Should we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about that, Sean Connery. Oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't prep it. Give me one second. James, vamp for me for one second while I sort it out. Oh, I haven't even prepared. I was going to start singing more Nathan songs every time I was on the show, but last week threw me off because we last weren't week's here. Last week was great. We're going to have a little little song about Nathan every week. Uh, <laughs> going to get myself some recording software and like record it, auto-tune it. I'm in. See which one makes us any money. <laughs> All of it, I reckon. Um, not a fan of uh, bracelets, uh, the friendly dragon, says David Smith. Oh my God, I can't wait to get into this so much with you. Um, right, okay, so... New, hashtag new AOS. We'll skip that straight away. So uh, there's dragons have returned to the mortal realms. Not Star Drakes. Not you. Hold on. Let me just quickly uh, click another tab. Also, not this Forge War dragon. Not you. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, he's still in the game. No, he's not he in the game. He's not in roll. the game. They didn't update his points. Did they update the rest of the Forge War? No, they updated none of that. No. Right. So, it's not important, is it? Like, you can still use your toys, but you can't use your it, toys. You isn't know, it important? Fight. What about for all the people who bought one, James? Oh, yeah, I'm just being sarcastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just brought my casual £400 dragon. Yeah. Oh, can't, can't use, use it. it. Well, they sell you a new dragon now, so that's fine. Uh, so, just go. Oh, no, we'll, not, we'll go straight back to this. Um, so, what are Star Drakes now then? Okay, well, they've been. So, I mean, we. Still start, right? No, they're not, James. They've been mugged off. Like, that's the first headline. If you were, like, a big Star Drake fan, if you, like, loved your, like, your Dracoths and you were like, let's go. Um, so, I'll read it out, okay? That's right. Dragons or dragon. Oh, wait, is it this bit or is it the bit before? We may think we've seen dragons fighting in the mortal realms. We may think. Black dragons, zombie dragons, Star Drakes and their ilk but in truth these are pale reflections of the ancient dragons of legend those that predate even the coming of sigmar <laughs> and the rise of chaos oh my god can we just take a moment that they mugged off everyone <laughs> just immediately they were top line they're like by the way you all fucking suck can we just pick up on something else that's really triggered me that i didn't realize what is it why? So Black Dragons yeah. is a link to the Black Dragon on the web yeah. store. Star Drake, yeah. 
link to the Star Drake on the web store. Where's the zombie dragon? A now? link? I don't know. Because they don't like it. How I mean, they don't like any of them, apparently. Like, they just... <laughs> yeah, they're all mugged <laughs> up. But you can buy two of them, not the third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> you've got to be a bit miffed if you're someone who owns like four like two star drakes or something you're gonna be like oh man that's like i mean what if a star drake is a poor imitation of a of a dragon then what the fuck is a torolon like some sort of <laughs> it's a poor in- uh, a poor imitation of a vestigal <laughs> it's pretty fugly uh that's what i want to ask um <laughs> Well, so anyway, I mean, that's pretty massive because effectively what they're saying is we're retconning Star Drakes to suck. Uh, what do you all, Twitch chat, Nathan, you got any thoughts on that? We all knew they sucked anyway. So yeah, fine. they're rubbish. Well, I mean, okay, yeah. fine. Everyone seems fine Fuck with that. Those guys. Okay. Look good, uh, are rubbish. Do they look good? Yeah, I quite like them. Look. Okay, all right. Uh, subjective, <laughs> I'd be disappointed if I had two Star Drakes because they suck. Uh, Henry Steele says, no, they don't look good. Liam Jordan, don't need to retcon one to make it suck. <laughs> like, wow, I did not know there was so much Star Drake hate in the chat. Yeah, they've been rubbish for like two years. Longer, James. At least. Was it good ever? Yeah, yeah probably. Since, since the 1900s, they've been Oh, yeah, because they weren't even 2.0, were they? They were into no. They were before two point They were like the extremist yeah. chamber. Yeah, they were good for like two weeks. Yeah, I am one. Yeah. It's in the wrong paint scheme. Sorry, bud. It's never been out of my cabinet for three years. Uh, Star Drake don't have the dragon keyword. I know extremist bad. <laughs> Thanks, Owen. <laughs> they were extremist bad. That's true. Uh, the Drake's not dragons. We played ourselves, says Most in Power. It was our fault, apparently. We're idiots, and we don't know enough about Dracoth lore. Okay, fair. Okay, fair. So, whatever it means, the Chad dragons are back. Yeah, the dragons that we told our girlfriends not to worry about, uh, the, they're back <laughs> on the scene, uh, as it will. Good. Um, and uh, and they're, they're here. So, a main say world that was, instrumental in the formation of the Mortal Realms, and to Sigmar's place within them. The Draconith, <coughs> so Draconith is the word for the dragons, uh, disappeared from the realms after a certain, after Kragnos stamped all on their eggs for a long time, blah, blah, blah. This is where I'd like to get into a bit of the lore, not to make this too much of a narrative channel, if you don't mind. Can we just kind of dive into lore a little bit? We are a narrative channel, but we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chadons. Oh, this is great Thanks, stuff. Brad. This, I'm into this channel now. <laughs> yeah, I might subscribe. It's $4.99. It's better spent on Warhammer Plus, uh, is what I'll say. <laughs> right, so... <laughs> Probably not, but whatever. <laughs> Narrative Netlist channel. All right, okay. This is, Nathan, this is going to be... Key, I'm going to key into one of your, your interests now, Yeah. In this setup, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, James. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, nice. James. I'm throwing you under the bus. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good. Do you know how the 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 mortal realms kind of came to be, or specifically how Sigmar ended up there? Do you like? Do you know that bit? Question. Uh, no. Okay, Nathan. Do you happen to know this bit of lore? Twitch chat. Same question. Bit of a quiz on a Monday. Let's all have a bit of fun. First one uh, to get it right doesn't win a prize. Yeah. After the world that was got destroyed by chaos, then he hung on to the core, yeah. and it 
went blasting through space. And then, what's his face? Dracothian. Um, Dracothian. Yeah, yeah. He checked it out and he said, oh, that's a really nice thing. And then he went there and he found Sigmar and he gave him some mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and brought him back Mm -hmm. from the brink. And then he guided him and his rock to the mortal realms. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Right? That's perfect. My one question is, do you think that the core was round, almost ball-shaped, is my question? Um, Yeah, that would be my impression of the core. Okay. All right, so this is where I'm at, because I was kind of wondering about the dragon lore earlier. I know, a bit far, but I just want i want you to go with me on a, a wild journey. Now, I don't yeah. know loads about the Dragon Ball Z franchise, right? But as I understand it, the guy with the Dragon Ball or the core is rescued or mainly like mentored by a big old dragon. Is that right? Uh, no, so if you get the Dragon Balls, I think there's eight. When you get all eight together, Shen Long, who's the dragon, nice. he appears and he grants you one wish. So there are eight. I think there's eight Dragon Balls. Apparently, this is also a no in the chat, right? Oh. <laughs> there are seven. Seven. Sorry. Okay, you seven, fucking idiot, James. Chat, sorry. You idiot. God. I thought there was one. Like and then he Shenlong talked to you, so I don't know anything. Because I was like, no, so this time you get to wish. Because I was like, is the whole of Age of Sigma really Dragon Ball Z? Can you imagine? That'd be quite. That cool. would be quite cool, but it's not apparently. Stormcaster, and... because if you get seven Dragon Balls, you can wish people back to life. So maybe that's how Stormcaster reforged, really. But Sigma won't admit it. He's just like sat hoarding Dragon Balls, makes the wish, sends them back hoard some more dragon balls I, think that, I, back. I thought you were into the dragon ball z no. uh, you asking me yeah uh, i've got no idea what you're <laughs> waffling on about i gave up on that well the twitch chat also hate everything that we said here so fuck it uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right fine all right that's that th- not convinced that's my first theory out the window don't worry i've got f- several more theories as we go through all right, fine. Great. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no wonder they've been in hiding, says Ben the Dragon, if they've got all the Dragon Balls. Uh, AOS tournament arc when? Later. Uh, I think Mark got to catch them all, maybe. <laughs> all right, okay, so that's the first bit. So don't worry about it. But that's, so Dracothian, if you're wondering, if you knew and you're like, who the fuck is Dracothian? He's definitely not that other guy, Shen Shenmui. He's not him. Shen Long. Yeah, he's not him. So never mind. But he is a dragon <laughs> or a big galactic dragon or something who like protects the whole realm. That's all, all the realms. Yeah. yeah. Big dragon daddy. Important. Yeah, it's important. So you all need. Yeah. Uh, no, good Matthew. Thanks for gifting two gift subscriptions. Big shout out to the Wicked Keeper. Uh, love to you. Uh, right. But now with Signal's Resurgence, two lost princes of that once magnificent civilization. Not you, Stardrakes, you little bitches. See a chance to return to their or um to their order to greatness. The prince's affinity with Sigmar and the cause of the Stormcast Eternals makes their arrival a great boost for the forces of order who are still reeling from the effect of Bellicor's Shroud of Dark Magic. Woo! Uh, an emergence of Kragnos. The Dracothian are about to put Grand Alliance of Death, Destruction, and Chaos on notice, apparently. Uh, so the first one we're going to meet is Krondis, Chad of Magic, son of Dracothian. What do we all think about him? Twitch chat and starting with Nathan Prescott. 
He's a bluish dragon. <laughs> Teal, maybe? But that's about it. You are... Got a necklace and some thingies. Okay, good. Yeah. N- not as good as the vulture. Agreed. Agree with that. James, talk me through it. How, where are you at with this? <laughs> so I feel like, you know, like sometimes, do you know, like some days you wake up. Yep. And you get out of bed. And you're like, oh, feel pretty good today. And then you get in the shower and you're having a shower. And you're thinking, <laughs> st- still feel really good. Yep. And then, like, you leave the house. And it's sunshine in a bit, but not too much. It's not too hot like it was the other week, but it's warm. And you're like, oh, this is really nice. And you go to the shop, and like a child, you get an ice pop or an ice cream, and you have that first bite, and you're like, really happy today. That's him. Look at that smile. So just he's having a great day. Just having a great day. <laughs> the Twitch chat got some real Look opinions. Ice cream. Uh, on your story, James, and they're not kind. Thanks, Neil Matthew, for the, donating the gift subscription. I don't care. Um... That's my story. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, especially in a minute when we get to the next one. Like, I looked at this. It's like, it's kind of cool. And then every time I look at his face, I'm like, it's the fucking Mortal Realms. No, he looks exactly, he looks exactly like the dragon in um, uh, Dragonheart. Dragonheart or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got like he's got like real Sean Connery vibes. Yeah, I'm not sure about the I'm not sure about the head on that one. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, Nathan, what do you think of the blue dragon? Yeah, like I said, he's just uh, a blue dragon. Uh, not as good as a vulture. Um, okay. He's got a lot of jewelry on, and. I don't know. He does have a lot of jewelry. So let's talk about that because it's got let's talk about big it. Big square things on his wings. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. So yeah, an yeah. integral member of Sigmar's inner circle, massive dinner table. Huge. Like, imagine that. Like you want to go for a coffee <laughs> and he's like, Fucking Christ, we'll have to go to the Dragon Cafe. Um also, like, can you imagine being the guy sat next to him? What if he farted? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you can get COVID <laughs> through farts. Fart? Have you seen that today? Like I'm sure we talked no. about this last year, but yeah, if COVID is passed by farting, so don't fart or wear pants nice. all the time. I mean, you probably should anyway, most of the time. Yeah. But oh. carry on. Uh, don't wear pants. Do yeah. wear pants. It's important. Oh, oh. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, because they're like masks pants. for yeah. your ass. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's why. We highly but, recommended mid lockdown the undergargants with Nathan's face on. We did. He did. Saving lives. Yeah. Uh, right. So, an integral member of Sigmar's inner circle, Crodus is majestic, wise, and immensely powerful. Already among the most magically potent beings in the mortal realms. There's a lot of them, isn't there? Like, there's a lot of the most. Crodus <laughs> uh, also bears the regalia fulmentaris around his neck a piece of armor that magnifies his substantial magic abilities so twitch i'm going to need this from you this is going to be important uh james and nathan we're going to play this game how many casts and unbinds are we getting from him yeah and like grinaldi says right i want how many casts unbinds and how many pluses to cast right where you at james i'm going to jump it to you where you at uh Four cast 
plus one. Forecast plus one. I'm going to click this. Right, that's for uh, for when it comes out officially. Uh, Nathan, what guess are you at? Uh, two casts, uh, three unbinds, oh. and he gets to um, re-roll one dice. Ooh, ooh, what? Not not both, one or the other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rule of Cool Wargaming thinks four cast four unbinds. That would make him more powerful than uh, the bin chicken himself, Kairos. Um, Joe Cry thinks it's going to be five with plus two to cast. I think I think maybe the Stormcast book could have been written by the bin guy. So I'm going to say two casts, and he gets to cast a third spell every turn if he rolls 2d6, and it's below his bravery, but... Importantly, you've got to add up the turn number of the turn and then take that off the gen the leadership of the general or the bravery of the general in the opponent's army, add them together, and if it's equal to or near the number seven, you can cast another spell. Bingai. That's a Bingai rule right there. I've just written one for him. He's taking that to the bank. He's like, fucking... I, I shut off about two, two lines <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a bin guy. It's not the sin guy, I don't think. I love that most people read games where it's impressive as better than poor, but less good than powerful. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, similar rules to Kragnos, says uh, uh, Brad Pitt Lord. Ro just roll 46 instead, and if you beat the casting value, you get to inflict the caster with the spell. Remember power creep. Oh, yes, that's true. Ooh. Okay. Um, wait, everyone thinks he's a god-level character. Do you think he's going to be a god-level character? Just imagine. Go on. Uh... Well, I was yeah. just thinking, I was just laughing at that 4d6 thing. I just like the idea that he could roll 4d6, create cast a spell, and you take that drain, you're like, here's 4d6. Oh, I beat, yeah, here's your own spell back. Oh, that's a good one. Like, that's a good six one. times. Yeah, he's got a very smug face. I would hope he does smug things with his smug casting, is what I'm going to say. Um, on his chest below his armour, Crondis is marked with a twin-tailed comet, a sigil which represents his alliance between Sigmar and Dra the Draconith. Filled with sadness and shame at the fall of the ancient Draconith empires to which he is heir, it is Crondis' great hope that an alliance with Stormcast Eternals, his kin, might once more rise to greatness. Okay, so let's talk about this a little bit. He's a prince, so he's not a god, so he's not in the god category, but is he's a he's the son of Dracothian who is a god, so he's a demigod. Yes, no. Chat. Nathan but James. Depends who Dracothian slept with. I mean, he's still half god, right? Is that how that works? Well, yeah, but if he slept with a normal dragon, then he'd be a demigod. What if he slept with like Alariel? Still, I d he no, because she's a god. Dad's a god. Is that how so it works? He's still a god, right? Blue eyes. I don't know. Two. They have yeah, sex. I think, so. I think that's how it works. Brown eyes as a kid. That's the that's the maths, isn't it? Nathan. Don't know. He probably slept with Teclas. <laughs> <laughs> what if he slept with Croak? We don't know how they Shoot. procreate, is what we're saying. Eggs. Well, we do know it's an egg because Kragnar stepped on them all because he's a child killer. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, it was an egg. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, we're moving into territory I don't really understand now. So an egg would mean he's a mammal, right? <laughs> Uh, reptile. Wait. Fish. Chicken. Ma mammals don't have eggs. Mammals have nipples. Birds. Yeah. Perfect. So we Has it got nipples? Is <laughs> he zooming on the nipples? <laughs> There's no nipples. No nipples. Because he's a reptile. So no, 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 no yeah, nipples. He's definitely not a bird because the vultures are birds and they're way cooler. 
The vultures are way cooler. That's great. Uh, <laughs> they got they got fluffier wings too. Uh, someone's asked, are we asking for uh, fan fiction submissions on the mating rituals of the gods? We are. Yes. We one hundred percent are. Uh, please do. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So so he's going to be a good wizard, basically, is what we know. Now let's talk about Kazrai the Scarred. So he's also a prince as well. So that's interesting. Then Kazrai the Scarred, right? Um, is he the first prince in the mortal realms? What? Is he the Do first prince? we have prince? any other princes? That's a fucking great question, James. A prince? Mm... Aren't the Slaanesh guys princes? No. No. I don't think... No, they're not princes. Oh, there we go. Look, there are some. Prince Vordry. The first prince. Don't know who that is. Uh, Vordry? Is Vordry a prince? Bellacor is not a prince. Bell- is he? Bellacor isn't. Yeah, he is. He's the first prince, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. Prince Vordry, Sigvald the Prince of Sinesh, um, and no prince is just a symbol. It's a great joke. <laughs> uh, prince meaning ruler, though not a son of a king, uh, says the Kimmon. Okay. All right. Interesting. Imagine if someone rebuilds that, like, neck collar and arm braces to just be the prince symbol. <laughs> Or paints the prince symbol on his wings. That would be really good. Everyone, hundreds of times. Like a starscape <laughs> with just the prince symbol instead of stars. Also, demon princes is a really obvious one that we missed. So, thanks to it, chat. Big love. Mm. But they're not real princes, are they? Because what are they princes of? Demon princes. Whatever they like. Oh, what are they princes Whatever are? they like, I think. Mainly shutting down your charges okay. is what they're mainly the princes of. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so they're mainly the princes of. Do you want to charge? Fuck off. Uh, that's what they. That's what they are. Right. So Kazrai the Scarred. Now this guy's way cooler. He's not a little bitch yeah. like the other guy. Find himself without an invite to Sigmar's party. Uh, right, which is just fucking straight away mean. Already on this guy's side. I mean, he's already binned off Star Drake, so <laughs> we know he's not nice. <laughs> Uh, this guy is getting painted and done up like Deathwing from WoW, says Golgotha. That's fair. Um, so, uh, Kazrai has been scouring Gur, seeking vengeance for his scrambled kin and wreaking havoc on the forces of destruction. When a dragon spends too long in the realms of beasts, though, uh, a little of that realm may also find its way into the dragon. Phrasing. And thus it is that Kazrai has become a bitter and violent creature, all but consumed with wrath and revenge, but does he strike a pose? Don't need that last bit, uh, c- copywriter. It's just embarrassing for you and us to have read that. Tw- 12 damage on his claws. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, so a couple of things to talk about there, because I think this is interesting. And I need to go and show a tweet really quick. Uh, so this tweet here, as you can see, here's a picture of Kazrai. Um, uh, where's the other pic? Uh, and then uh, obviously he looks like Scar from The Lion King. This is the important yeah. point that we've been talking about. And then Yondis, or whatever he is, the one we don't like. Oh, I've lost it now, so I'll go out of here. Um, he looks like Mufasa. So Scar and Mufasa is what we've yeah. got. Is there, we're all cool with this, right? That's what we're calling them from now yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Mufasa and Scar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's even got a Scar. So. <laughs> um, uh, uh, wait, someone said, I wonder if he was designed by the same furry guy who designed the wind chargers. Hey, so I saw someone put on Twitter earlier, but there's a big fursona energy for these guys, isn't there? James, you're into this stuff. Talk to me. Uh, not that. I watched... Uh, I'm, I'm going completely off topic. Go for it. 
or not. <laughs> we watched that Raya, the dragon something, which is the newest Disney, like only on Disney Plus film. Should have gone to the cinema, but COVID. And like all the dragons in that are just like a furry's dream. And I was watching, I was like, this is a weird thing to watch with your kid because like there's definitely a sexual tension to whoever drew all these dragons. <laughs> Bit weird. Not a great film either. Not bad. Not great. Steve Dooley's in the chat said I watched that with my kids. Okay. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? And Steve Dooley too. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <coughs> Uh, big shout out to Aldam. Thanks for resubscribing. And also, big shout out to Yesmin Balls. She said, uh, I haven't mentioned once yet the amazing film, Raid of Fire, uh, or talked about it for 20 minutes. But I will if we need to. I will. What a great film. Um, uh, anyway, so Kazra the Scarred, who's like an angry mother- mofo, because he got left out. So, again, can I ask a couple of questions? Because I think this is right, and I want to make sure I, I, I get the info right. So, in the ancient, ancient times before Sigma even got there, thanks to Maurizio Agilblazo for resubscribing. I'm sorry I got that wrong. Oh, it's that lad again. What, Maurizio? Yeah, he's really tall, isn't he? Yeah, do you want to shout him out? Hi, Maurizio. So awkward. It's like, it's like, like the Phoenix Knights of a Twitch show. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, anyway, so let me just get the the timing right. So before even Sigmar maybe even gets there, Kragnos is at war with the Draconith. Am I correct? Uh, Yeah. Okay, right, okay. Right, then. Well, we don't know anything about Kragnos's lot, do we either? Yeah. No, we don't. Because they're all dead. They're all. Yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, we know a bit about them from the book, correct? What do we know? They were a race of noble centaur things. And well, they was... weren't noble, were they? Because they're destruction. So. No, the, the rest of them were cool. It's just him. He was a bit of a <laughs> okay. dickhead. Or whatever you want to call it. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like the Kragnos of the group. I understand. I understand the energy you're talking about, Nathan. Um... Okay, so my so my point is that means that this dragon, uh, Karazai, Karazai, let's get it right, has been since the ancient times. So through the whole age of like coolness, yeah, the golden age, then the age of chaos, yeah, mm. and then the age of Sigma, and then the now for that entire time, the entire time this guy has been just in Gur being pissed burning shit he's you <laughs> <laughs> they made you into a model you've spent four or five years being angry all the time and they were like do you know what i'll make him happy give him a make him look like scar from the lion king put him in the game <laughs> anyway uh someone said i'm gonna make a little high vis for mine <laughs> and put a little rob Symes bouncer on oh, it for god's sakes uh right so uh, that's how i spend my time if i could says Dernis martin that's fair and uh, then sub got plus says he's just been pacing all fucking day for, for eons okay it just feels like it's a long time right um is what i'd say uh anyway and the amount on the tabletop the dragon tower over the battlefield given their blah 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 okay so we're getting new dragons uh, which is cool. And it's a pair of character dragons as well, right? So they're named characters. 
Yeah. They are... Now, we think, well, we kind of know that there are dragon riding Stormcast coming as well. So they're, they're in the Stormcast book, right? Maybe. P- pr- pr- we think, 100%. Well, Probably in no, their own book. From, from the... Three stories. Where that skink was hatching dragon eggs. Yep. Yeah. They said that they were going to team them up with the Stormcasts. So yeah, yeah so that... Stormcast. So in the Stormcast book. Go on. Do you know what I think is great? Yeah. So you're a skink, yeah? Tiny little lad, blowpipe, maybe a shield, maybe just a club. And you've spent like 20 years, maybe more, let's say 300 years, looking after some eggs to hatch some dragons. Dragon finally hatches. I'm guessing they're coming, so they'll be biggish. Yep. These lads appear, and you're like, it's a big fuck-off dragon. That looks strong. The other guy, badass wizard maybe. And the skink's like, to ask him, to ask him to team up? And he looks at his blowpipe, gets his own war scroll card out, and he goes, nah, don't need him. Don't need him. Don't need him at all. I've got this fat frog. That he'll do the, he'll the corner just better. <laughs> Some little tiny salamander is just sat in the corner, and then like... Fucking this guy turns up with his smug face, doesn't he? What's his name? Crondis, and he's like, I am the <laughs> prince of all Draconith. And, he, and this Salamander's like, all right, mate, I'm going to get me and my mate, and we're going to fucking burn you down. I don't know what your melee attack's like, but ours is fucking great. Do you do six attacks that do mortal, D3 mortal wounds on sixes to hit? So I bet you don't. I bet you're fucked, right? <laughs> Uh, anyway, I mean, I think the models are really cool. It's nice to see them go back to a traditional, like, trad fantasy kind of uh, look. Um, I do wonder if Karazai will even be in the Stormcast book. Maybe he won't be, right? Because he wasn't invited to the party. Oh, so no, maybe he so didn't if, get... you, if watch you watch the video, the tell video. me, James. Yeah. So if you watch the video, somewhere in there, Krondis turns up and he's like, I'm going to make my own storyline now he's like yo brother don't be pissed let's go kill people and i was like oh so he is a stormcast dragon they're a team but i feel like and this is pure ballpark speculation i feel like crondis probably Mm -hmm. like well they're definitely going to be over ally points so i feel like crondis is like only stormcast can only be stormcast and then Scar, because I forgot his actual name, is probably like a Gotrek. Like, you can take him in any order army. He's your only ally. He likes kill and destruction. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that's it. I, that's interesting. Um, I don't know like how it's going to go, and truthfully, I don't care. They'll, we'll find out at some point. But you're right. Maybe it is. So I, I think uh, earlier on, Gorkamorka said something really interesting um, about this, and I've got a thought on this as well. Um like, why wouldn't you have your own dragon faction? Like, hear me out. Like, why is it shoehorned into Stormcast and isn't... It's already a huge range, not including all what? of the new stuff. There's only, there's only 46 heroes. Uh, <laughs> my point is, is why why wouldn't there just be a dragon faction... Right, we've just dragons and dragon types and all that other stuff, and then you can have like dragon foot dudes and all that other stuff, and it's like that's that stuff. And then the stormcast are just like gold dudes 
living their life, all not gold dudes or whatever color dude you want to make them, but they're just armored dudes. Like, I just, I just don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me because, of course, you're gonna like, yeah, you might like. Maybe they're a bit plain as dragons, and I think honestly they're very pretty, but I think they're a bit plain as dragons because, like, <laughs> if you're into 3D printing. There's a lot of fucking dragons out there. Like, there are a lot of fucking dragon models. Like, arguably, too many fucking dragon models is what I'm going to say. James, you've done a bit of 3D printing. You've had a little look at files before. There's quite a few, right? There's a million dragons. <laughs> That's, like, quite a lot. Uh, but also, but also, I think, like... And, and I, I do like them. I, th- I think they're cool. But I also think, like, there's already, like... Like, a dragon is, like the top level monster in almost any high fantasy game right mm-hmm. from D to like other tabletop games so i i know that years ago before 3d printing was big and we've talked about my slight obsessions with kickstarter before but there was loads of brands that just did like on kickstarter we want to make like a dragon model that's like i don't know 30 inches tall casting resin only making a thousand like so there must be tons of people with loads of really cool dragon models that just make a replica of this maybe they're trying to sell more smells hey, just j- people are just james just a quick off. one there's actually quite a few people um uh with dragon models in age of sigma but they're all corn ones and you can't use them. <laughs> yeah there's also that i mean technically people could probably use it now it'd be i'd be interesting on the video so you can see the angry dragon next to like the new to the new battle line unit. Yeah. But it's so hard to try and work out like the scale. Uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I was just gonna say like I just think if you're gonna go dragons, you go dragonids. And someone has pointed out in the chat earlier, like what like maybe they're just gonna be shoehorned in Stormcast and then in six months or a year's time there'll be a whole book that's dragons only, right? Like that makes sense. Um uh, and Nikos is, but maybe like Nikos says in the chat, you know, they were planning on making a dragon faction. They've just been dragging their feet. Great one, Nick. Really proud of that. That's fucking great. That's an 11 out of 10 joke. <laughs> I am. James, are you telling me you're not sure how big they are? Are you worried about scaling it up wrong? Again, great. Great no, dragon no, no, base I'm pun. Not bothered. No? <laughs> James, you seem mad. He's spitting fire. <laughs> And that was the Honest Wargamer. Thanks for watching. See you next week. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, there's loads of exciting stuff. I mean, it's. F- I think it's fun that, that they're being introduced into the Mortal Realms. And also, kind of like, side note to the Twitch chat and everyone else, how do you guys feel about the more realistic, traditional direction of Age of Sigmar 3? Like in the kind of fantasy like i know the cruel boys have got some weird fucking like the vulture and the grabbers and stuff but it definitely feels more like there's more realism right like a bit more horror i don't know if you guys feel accurate about that um if you look at the different stormcast ranges you had obviously like the first like chonk range then you had the last like magical range but they still kind of like went all in on like magic right they had the robes they had like the little potion belts and all that other stuff but they really haven't introduced loads of that in the aos3 stormcast and now they've got this that it feels to me very much like they're marketing this to a very traditional uh fantasy market james you brought it up dungeons and dragons skyrim 
Yep. How to Train Your Dragon, not quite that, not that. Uh, fans of the film Great Dragonheart, film, anyone who liked Game of Thrones and is going to grab their little guy and shout Dracarys uh, at the top of their lungs, please don't do that. Um, uh, you know, I feel like they're marketing it towards them. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, loads of people like dragons, don't they? They so do. They are cool. They've they've got a huge audience, and they've made them very dragon. They look like dragons. Okay. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like they haven't tried to. They haven't moved away from like typical fantasy norms. In fact, they've embraced mm. it like hard. Like this is the most generic dragon that a dragon could be. I would argue, right, with a small Age of Sigmar affectation and if anything on uh, uh Krondis makes him look worse like it's just a kick-ass dragon that he's got weird gauntlets that look a bit meh. i don't know what you get what do you think do you think yeah uh, yeah it's a weird one isn't it and i and i do think like there's been a couple of times recently where like we look at those models and they show us like three pictures and you're like that looks average. And I think then what we'll see later is probably some kind of reimagined paintings of this where like on those Star Drakes when we saw people playing like a night sky on their wings and they looked amazing. So I think like those giant open wings are amazing paint ability, like the ability to go nuts. Like I'm waiting for someone to paint like the image that's in our fourth screen today, like the little Kragnos fighting a dragon like the whole story like the bayer tapestry inside the one dragon's wings like that would be great yeah if anyone does that mm. top tier, top tier. Um, studio us with the chat says, oh, God, sorry after you no no finish well he just says i don't think they are marketing towards fans of Dragonheart. that one-off film from 20 years ago that would be a weird flex i honestly at this stage don't know why you wouldn't only market to people who've seen the amazing film Dragonheart. like <laughs> um but but also like I think there's a weird point, isn't there? Because so Stormcast, I talked about this yesterday at club, and people are definitely going to disagree with me. But I'm going down this road again. Go for it. So like St- Stormcast are weird, right? Because when they first came out, I, I always liked them. Everyone, lots of people hated them because they were like they're just Space Marines in Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. And then like a year later or whatever it was, they brought out the Vanguard Hunters and they gave them Bolt Storm pistols. And it, or crossbows or whatever they're called and it was like cool you've just gone with the idea that everyone said they're space marines and you just roll in with it and now i think they're just going with the thing where they just embraced it a bit but rather than having actual name chapters like space marines there's just chambers of stormcast all in the same book that can work together but don't really so what i think you could see in this is like a dragony side army and like the new models from dominion and that are still to come like as another chamber and we'll just end with with that jazz um but i don't know like i would imagine i don't know who sculpts at workshop i don't don't and and not in a mean way because they don't their work is very good okay um so what i would say is the people that probably do this probably are a similar sort of age to most of the players and grew up on films like Dragonheart and that amazing Dungeons and Dragons TV show from my youth. Nope. Um, Nightmare, that great TV show from ITV where there was Smaug. Oh no, that's what was his name? Smirkanoff the Dragon. <laughs> are you telling me you don't remember any of these shows? Okay, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you where I've kind of gone with 
the two dragons. And this might be a new thing, and I can't really get over it. But I wonder if this has happened to anyone else. Because obviously, like James has said, I fell in love with dragons as a kid. Like, read about them in, in books and, 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 and film. I watched them in films, and obviously a huge fan of them all the time. But now, I don't want to be like this guy. I don't drink a lot of energy drinks, nor do I live in a basement. But the Rick and Morty episode with the slut dragons really has kind of affected my look yeah. at dragons. Uh, and I don't know if everyone is conscious with that. Nathan, have you um, have you in any way watched that episode, the the Slut Dragon episode of Rick and Morty? I don't yeah. think so. No, so I don't think quite, I have. It's, it's, you should. Like should. It's quite visceral. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely your cup of tea. tea. It's quite visceral. So now when I look at the dragons, I can't I can't not see that. Um, <laughs> the perfect number for a dragon orgy is five. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I'm not saying that there's a there's a slut dragon energy to them, but I'm not saying there's not a slut dragon energy to them is what I'm going to say. Um, and that will kind of be, I think that's my last thought. I think there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, final point. Final point on this. I know we're, we're really like rinsing this, but I just think it's really important to bring up. The final point is we're going to see another large centerpiece model along the lines of, like, Bella Core and a tech list and all that other stuff, right? Inside a book that's already full of models. Obviously, it's the age of monsters. Do you think we're going to see this basically for, for all of the releases? We're going to see, like, you know, the, the Big Burb. We're going to get the Vulture. We're going to get the Dragons. You know, do you think... And how do you guys feel about, like, 25, so, like, you know, 500 to 1,000 points of each army that you might play just being a single model? I'm not sure. Like, I always liked it when you were down in the kind of like two to three hundred range, and you had a couple of monsters, you know, and they kind of competed with everyone. I feel like when you get into this kind of like god-ish tier, it becomes a bit like, oh, okay, like fine, I guess. I guess it's the year of the monster, right? So it's going to happen. Are you guys cool with it? Like, yeah. I know it's not Warhammer Fantasy Battles, right? It's not like massed infantry. It's not meant to be that. It's meant to be big things thrown at each other. Um, so, well, it's not meant to be. It could be. So I don't know what you guys think of that. Nath? Mm, yeah. Uh, uh, the, god, the god level things are quite interesting because they, they do dominate the armies that they're yeah. in, obviously. Uh, and there's not... Quite often, there's not a lot of other stuff in the army, um, which is... Which can be sad at times, I guess. Uh, it's always nice to see a few more models. Um, also, my worry is sometimes it's quite hard to point them, or uh, the rules uh, are quite. I find that they're quite hard to. It's there, it leads more to rock paper scissors scenarios. In my my thinking basically. So they'll um, they'll just be like. Uh, this dragon can do so much whatever, and it'll just be a hard counter to such and such a thing. And then, but then there'll be something that'll be a hard counter to that. So, uh, some games will sort of almost be decided before they yeah, start. Yeah, I think so. If you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that that's something to be conscious of. But like, like you know, if they if they change it up, you know, like it's, it's just a year, right? This season, it's the monsters, it's the dragons, it's the whatever. It's cool. I can get on board with that. Mm. If it lasts longer than that, it's like, oh, okay. Like, but you know, they've said that they're going to change it up every season, so that's exciting. I'm personally excited about that, um, and I think these models are cool. 
I think we're done here, right? Unless anyone's got any questions or anything else that they want to bring up in this. Wraith has made a good point in the chat. Magic the Gathering got rubbish when God cards were introduced, in my opinion, when I used to play. Um, uh, Delirium Nocturnum says a balance would be better with all, uh, than all the power in one direction. I think that's fair. Um, and I think that's quite kind of interesting. These size models never are okay. They're either amazing or rubbish. There's full Grima. Uh, Gits uh, clearly need Puff the Magic Shroomed Up Dragon. Nath, thoughts? Uh, yeah, that that sounds good. More mushroom stuff. Um, maybe not a dragon. Maybe maybe some some other big grubbly. What if it was but, yeah. a dragon made out of mushrooms? Yeah, big dragon mushroom thing. Well, if it if it was a big mushroom that, that looked a little bit like a dragon, sure, fair <laughs> enough. But it'd have to be a mushroom first. Dragon would be like just a secondary feature of it. If it looked like a mushroom, uh, like a dragon, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would look cool. Oh, thanks, Wraith UK, for uh, for um, for donating five gift subscriptions. That's fucking cool. Uh, Got Trek plus dragons. Let's go. Let's do it. let's just do it all the time. Um, how about Marathi got track and the dragon? We've got it. we've got it. We just is <laughs> I'm kind of on board with it as well because you have to paint less. three models. let's get it done. like we'll be over in 25 minutes. you bring gargans, I'll bring three dragons. yeah we'll just smash it up. No one cares. Like, we'll all shake hands and we'll just go for the bar and do the main thing about Age of Sigma, which is going to events. Nice segue Rob into the main subject of the show. fucking crushed it. Uh, absolutely crushed it at 58 minutes. Let me just write that down so I can send that. Um, okay. Uh, right. Uh, right. Okay. So, uh, we're going to talk about this. We'll talk about this, this thing that I decided we should talk about, uh, which is if you're new, James, if you're new, how do you get into Age of Sigma? If brand you're new. brand new and you want to play Age of Sigma 3, and for some reason you listen, to, you listen to 58 minutes of us talking about dragons, slut dragons, and everything else, <laughs> this, this is the start. show for you. And then you decide <laughs> this is the game for you. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're going to go through this. Um, this is, by the way, uh, by the time you're watching this on YouTube, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, this is going to be a blog post on the honestwargamer.com. Uh, and if you watch it back on YouTube, uh, sorry, if you listen to it as a podcast, I'll also get it included in the show notes for you guys. So it'll be like a blog post, so you can kind of go through it. And you can share it with people who are new, and they'll be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, which is fair. And there's a lot of like stuff we don't really think about, so I thought it'd be good to talk about, and we could just remind ourselves of it going in. Uh, starting with Age of Sigmar 3. Uh, so this is the easy This is the easy bit, the start, right? And then the, the later bits, we're going to be like going on to a discussion, I think, about loads of different stuff. And I want the Twitch chat to help us out. So the first thing we'll start is building lists. First thing, just mechanically. Just mechanically first, right? So this is the first bit for everyone at home. The rules are located in your book, but there is a place where FAQs are kept that amends how your book is played. And that is in warhammercommunity.com forward slash FAQs. Now, you two know that. I imagine everyone in the Twitch chat knows that. But I think some people are genuinely su surprised by that. James, you play in like a smaller club. Do you, anyone, do you have anyone there who is unaware of the FAQs? Does that ever happen? Nathan, does that ever happen to you? Uh, I think all, like, loads of casual players have no idea that FAQs come out. I agree. Mm. Like, I, I I played 
before I got, I guess, properly into like Sigmar. So when I first started playing in Sigmar, I used to play in just in store. So in an official Games Workshop shop, uh, which uh, I was, I guess, realistically friends with the guy that ran it. Um, and I played in store for probably a year before I ever went to an actual event. And I don't think we ever discussed FAQs once, ever. Okay. So I never played with an FAQ for a year in a in a games yeah. workshop shop. And I actually think, like everyone is saying in the chat, Matt Readiness is like, what, Salamanders aren't 80 points? Uh, Scott B, I imagine most people play the game as it is in the books. I agree with that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so I agree. I think I think that's something that's actually fairly, fairly uh, uncommon, uh, ultimately. Uh, like Now, obviously, the tournament uh, uh, people are very, very conscious and aware of it, but this show or this segment or everything we're doing now is 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 geared towards trying to make it so that we we develop more tournament goers basically and more people playing out there in the world uh so we're going to try and give them those tools so the faqs are located there and they're periodically updated uh i'm not missing anything there there's not anything weird i need to add about the faqs that's fine right yeah 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 um uh next up also the points in your book are different well the points for your army are different than in the book your book is basically lore with maybe some correct war scrolls i think that's a fair statement your points are either in this year's general handbook or on the faq page all rules are also available on wahopedia.ru is uh my next guide for everyone at home um like that makes sense right that's cast iron like because like you say if they don't know about the faqs they don't know about the updated points like i don't know if there are casual people who are picking up uh a nurgle battle tome let's say and are using the points that are in there i'm not sure like i assume the person in the shop or someone is telling them um uh what's going on or there's the guy with the corn dragon who's like where are my new points like where are these (laughs) Um, yeah I mean, I the, I never used. Uh, I don't even know where my little book of points is. I've never. I've don't think I've ever looked in it. To be honest, I just use. Water okay, yeah, we'll be go, we'll be going into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what? But yeah, all the all the all the up to date points are on there, and it's fairly reliable. It's very reliable. I would I say would it's say. very reliable. So, Warscroll Builder yeah. at this point is our like home for where the digital books are kept and like nathan has said i also obviously bought the ghb i've got a copy of it right here bosch that came along with the the updated points i've never ever one time looked inside that book not one time like uh, <laughs> i don't know any, i don't know <laughs> i mean number one because the entire thing was leaked in a youtube video or leaked or given away in a youtube video so i just i looked at those on my phone um uh but then after that sorry rem- remember the oh fuck you games workshop legal come get me bitch right <laughs> like i looked at them on my phone because there's screen caps of a youtube video that's not my fault that's fine yeah that's okay um so yeah that's uh that's where we're at so yeah use war scroll builder uh james anything to add to that twitch chat anything to add to that uh, not for me. Uh, anyone getting into AOS wouldn't be wrong to assume the points in the book are correct. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, also, your War Scroll cards are wrong as well. That's yeah. probably also fair. Um, right, so that's that's the simple bits. Those are the simple bits, and we start to get... It's all simple. Next up, if you want to write a list 
right? So the next bit is, so mechanically, that's where your information is located. If you want to write a list, then you go onto warhammercommunity.com and you go onto War Scroll Builder, which is where we all build our lists forever.com, correct? Yep. Yeah, so here's a copy of what it looks like just for people at home. There you go. I've previously written myself a list. Um, uh, now some, yeah. some nice little functionality. That's... Go on, Nathan, after you. Sorry, I was just going to say that's also where you do need the General's Handbook because that tells you what restrictions and stuff you need to build the list. Although oh. there are there are little tips inside uh, Wall Scroll Builder that tell you, like particularly with the battalions and stuff. But uh, if you if you need to know your restrictions, so that's in the Battle Pack, which is in the General's Handbook. Unless you're going to play the other Battle Pack, which is in the Core Rules, but yeah, you want to be using the one in the General's Handbook, really. Yeah, hundred percent, you do. Um, you, Nathan's 100% right. Now, you write your list on here, and how you build your list is obviously in the General's Handbook. Uh, now, some little bits of functionality, which I'm not sure everyone knows about on War Scroll Builder, so we're going to talk about. So, there are two paths to victory on War Scroll Builder. There are people who download PDFs and screen cap them and send them to people. Those are people who I'd put in jail if I could. Like, I would send them to jail. Like, maybe... Like, like I'm not... I wouldn't put them in the sea to drown, but, like, I wouldn't rescue them via boat that's where i'm at yeah so there's those people horny dragon dale jail is also where but the the true legends of the community click the question mark and i know you're wondering why would i question that but it gives you a, it gives you this gorgeous little summary yeah that's what you want the question mark and then you can have your full list or your little short list whatever you want and then you can click copy bosh and it does the same on your phone and then you can just send the text version to your mates and everyone likes you so much more. Everyone just thinks you're great. Yeah, by the way, that's my list. Uh, it's so far, it's 60 Pink Horrors and Kairos. That's my list. Uh, so, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so can we all talk about the fact that like, we just need to remind everyone, that's probably the most important thing I'm going to say today, that question mark is so key. Um, so, so yeah, we all use War Scroll Builder to build our lists. Now, I don't know if this is true, but every time I write the hundredth uh, list on War Scroll Builder, I send a message to Tony P at War Scroll Builder and say thank you. Every hundredth list. I don't know if you guys do this, but I would like this to be. A so you do that of... once a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you guys do that? I do that. That's fun. No? I don't, I don't count how many lists I write. How do you do that? Well, you write them on wood while you're building. So no one else yeah. does that, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so what if someone sends a list via Battlescribe? You just send it back with with the word no, is what you do. And you just go on to watch Ah, poor Battlescribe. Battlescribe's great for 40k. It's great for yeah, 40k, right. right? What about Quartermaster? <laughs> about what? Oh, it's old, old, old world. Uh, don't worry about that. They'll be, we'll be using Eighth that. For, we'll be using that for Warhammer Fantasy some, Battle. Yeah, I think some people have updated it for Age of Sigma as well. Good old Quartermaster. Quart- have they? Does it work for that? Mm. Okay. What about Army Builder? Is that still around? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I never used that one. I used Quartermaster all the I time. I used Army Builder, so... In the old days. You're a nerd. 
in the old days. Quartermaster has iCloud storage now. Why are we confusing yeah. the issue? We're using War Scroll Builder and <laughs> forget everything you just heard in the past yeah, two yeah, minutes. Yeah. Like, fucking ignore these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War Scroll uh, Builder is answer to the question. Stab, stab Plus <laughs> what has it? got a point for you, Rob. I'd like you uh, to What about the out. list with pictures from Azir? Those are so good. Okay, well, I, I, that's actually in here right now. Um, uh, so... Um, so we're just writing on lists at the minute. So your books, uh, your books have got the rules in, probably unless they're in an FAQ. They probably don't have the points in. That will be on War Scroll Builder. Um, so that's something for you to look at. How you build your list is in the GHB. That's really important. So in the General's Handbook, and it's a pretty much a must-buy. It's really nicely formatted. It's not like it like it will be fine for a year. It's just something you have to spend every year. Um, uh, and then uh, now. And there's no digital. And there's copy no digital copy. Yeah, boo. boo. There's, well, there's no legal digital copy of that. And then uh, building good lists is the other thing. Your next question can be like, how the fuck do I build a good <laughs> list or know what's good? Now, obviously, that's a whole show where we could unpack a bunch of stuff, and we're going to do that on another show. Maybe we'll do that next week. Uh, but one of the key things to really take away is that there are some lists on the honestwargamer.com where people have already written lists, and hopefully they'll write guides on something. But it's way too complicated to do in this first bit of show. So building good lists is, is a whole different thing and no one can fucking agree on what that is even anyway so um now the other thing is, is there is an age of sigmar app that's currently out of date uh isn't being updated this is where we're gonna get to a sad bit of news really quickly should have done this in the news section not to ruin this for the new kids uh but there's an age of sigmar app which isn't updated isn't going to be updated it will still charge you 99p to use the list builder on it which doesn't work that's really important. And James, do you know about the new Age of Sigmar app coming out? Have you heard the story about this yet? Uh, no. Well, I know one's coming, but I don't, don't know okay. any more than well, that. Well, so they said that it was coming out with Dominion, uh, and then they've gone back and they've retconned the article. So they've edited the article that said it was coming with Dominion, and they've just changed it to later in the year. Or never. Good. <laughs> so it's Christmas. <laughs> maybe maybe Probably so that is not. some sad news sad flu in the chat please and a bunch of other stuff that's not great news um that they deleted a perfectly working app for age of sigmar um uh yes please Halalex. uh so yeah they 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 they've deleted an app that worked for an app that we probably aren't going to get yet or in a while at all so um that's not that's not great news. But say we'll skip that. We'll skip that. We'll skip that, right? Well, they've not deleted them. Yes, but, the, so, but it's not. Up to yeah, date. The, the Sigma app will become less and less out of date, right? Sorry, Nate, you're breaking up there, bud. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I hope it lives. Up. Go on. Yeah, and it's... no, we lost you there, buddy. Such a shame. Yeah. Nathan to uh, robot. Okay, yeah, it's still there. It's out of date. And that's out of date yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> everything's out of date. Hello. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. No. Uh, thank you to uh, two months of my Azir sub for donating one pound ninety eight to the show. It's very much appreciated. Uh, do you think Warscore Builder will go if they do a new AOS app? I really don't think that they will. I think actually uh, the fact that we saw some uh, great work done by Tony P again, hero legend of all time. Um, the reason we've seen War Scroll Builder get so much work and effort put into it um, is because there probably isn't going to be a list builder and or an app for Age of Sigmar from Games Workshop for a while. 
Um, I imagine it will just slowly, quietly not occur. <laughs> is what I think. But we'll hold out on that, right? In the future. Um, okay, so you've written your list because you know where they are. You've written it on Warscore Builder. You know where the points are. You know where the rules are. Okay, you've written yourself a list. Great. You want to play Age of Sigmar. You've done the thing that you want to do. You want to take some dragons. You put them in your list. Okay, how do you remember what all of the stuff in your list does? James, over to you. What's your technique? Uh, so it used to be... So what I used to do is uh, have a digital copy of the book. And then what I used to do was use Windows Snip and Sketch, Ooh. or whatever it's called, or Snip, and take the little bits of rules that I wanted and put them on a cheat sheet in the order that I used them. So that's what I used to do. Uh, and then someone, amazing yeah. person, made AOS Reminders, and now I just use that. Yeah, okay, yeah, perfect. AOSReminders.com, that's going to be in the blog post. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, Nathan, how do you, and Twitch chat, how do you guys remember your lists? How do you remember all the rules for your lists? How do you do that? I used to use my battle on the <laughs> app. So there was a place where you could put war scrolls, and there would be a separate, separate thing. I would just collect the war scrolls from your army and put them in there. So you didn't have to scroll through the whole book looking for the war scrolls. You just went to that specific part of it, and all the war scrolls were together. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. Nice. That was a good one. That was a good way of doing it, right? Um, it was all right. Yeah, I mean, you still had to flick between war scrolls, but uh, yeah, the only other way is just uh, play it again and again until you roughly knew what you were doing. But that didn't happen very yeah, often. I would agree with that. Um, uh, Knowing what I was doing. <laughs> so the chat uh, have made some suggestions. Uh, use War Scrolls cards. Obviously, they go out of date, though, so don't do that. Or print your own. Tom Dix, play games. Keep losing until I remember to be better. That's fair. Um, projecting with a slideshow is a bit of an effort. Um, uh, <laughs> I like yeah, that I one. Like that one. Uh, play smaller games with less units is a suggestion. Repetition, playing three to five games a week, says Joe Cryer. Um, I'm play Iron Jaws says Raptor D6 because there's uh, F-Ord to remember, which for me is really good. Okay, I think that that's a kind of key consideration for everyone to kind of think through. Now, James has obviously mentioned AOS reminders. I sometimes will just write down all of my stuff, but like Nathan, I used my battle, which was the old Age of Sigmar app. You were able to just click, oh, this wall scroll, this wall scroll, this wall scroll. And as long as I remembered my allegiance ability and my sub-faction rules, I would just go look at my, like, I just had them as a handy digital lookup sheet. Uh, honestly, not sure what I'm going to do in the future. Probably screen cap I... my wall scrolls, maybe? Like, so, so just while we're yeah. there, sorry, because you're talking about it. So obviously I said I played yesterday. So it was my first game with Zinch this yep. edition. And was the first time I think because I've basically been playing Skaven and New Stormcast. So New Stormcast not on there. Skaven I knew all the war scrolls anyway, so it didn't really matter. So for the first time last night I was like, I've used this for like every model in my army every turn and I don't know what to do when it's dead. Okay. Literally no idea. Oh, how come? Uh, what the app? Yeah. 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 So actually, that's one of yeah, that's, that's one of the interesting things because the app has existed for competitive agency my players since the beginning, 
and I honestly not sure what I'm doing in the future. Um, like if I'm 100% honest, I'm probably going to produce my own like War Scroll cards and just print them out like for the armies that I'm playing um, because they don't provide me with a service. And I know you're going to say, oh, they're going to sell you War Scroll cards. And I'm like, well, they're going to go out of date and I'm going to have to print something out as an FAQ to go on top anyway, which is a fucking nightmare. Yep. And, and also, I, at one point, so so I used I've played Stormcast since the new edition yep. came out, and at that beginning part I had Stormcast Book One, Stormcast Extremist, War Scroll cards, Stormcast Book Two, War yep. Scroll cards, and then Sacrosanct and Warcard. So it's somewhere I recycled along the line like three boxes of Stormcast cards within the space of like I don't know two yeah. years, and I don't even like even financially like I'm ignoring that like just that grim so if i did it and every person that plays stormcast did it grim like so much waste so and then they've done the same with lumineth uh yes (laughs) (laughs) and i just think like like war scroll cards terrible great idea but if you're going to change rules that often just math. And Don't also, like, I don't know about Don't you guys. Me. So, Twitch chat and everyone listening at home. I'm not like I, I, um, you know, I haven't owned a printer in a very long time. Like, I don't know when, uh, like, uh, I'm going to own a printer. Hopefully, I mean, maybe all this goes away. Like, so for, if you're new, don't get too disheartened by this conversation. Like, this is just for people like us. I thought you had loads. <laughs> 3D, I'm not printing myself a war. I'm not printing oh myself God. a war scroll slate Plastic like a fucking Moses. Yeah. So anyway, don't worry about it. Like, but probably you're gonna have to write down also what your stuff does as well now, um, which is gonna be weird because how like it was so easy in the past, right? Uh, you would just say to your opponent, "Hey, what's that unit do?" You'd be like, "Oh, no problem. I'll just look it up on the app." And now like that you could only because if it goes on the 40k system you will only be able to look up the units if you've bought the book so you won't be able to look up your opponent's stuff unless you buy the book right um which is a physical book anyway so you can just take a picture and then that way you'll always have it in a folder you just name the thing like just spend five minutes doing it and you'll just have a picture for yourself seems really easy probably do that instead than whatever the fuck they're telling you to do is my idea um anyway uh, just print uh, at work on Omega Lol. I don't know what that means, but sure. Yeah. That's... Anyway, anyway, that doesn't matter. So, but AOS reminders, James, you've used AOS reminders. So you've got all your rules. AOS reminders is a good place yep. to do that, right? Yep. Okay. Amazing. Literally, like, game changer. Okay. And what that does is that gives you, like, an iterative, like, like, you go through the stages or the turns and it'll tell you all your rules. It's a lot of information. It's going to be a lot of information. Yeah. Um, and so you might want to uh... get it down. Four pages yesterday. Oh, uh, it was four pages for your list. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, that's a lot. Uh, all right. So, in in retrospect, corn list that I printed the other week uh, to come to the T Sports Arena and play for uh, Declan was one page. Oh, okay. All right. Um. <laughs> so, play, play corn. corn. Play corn if you want an yeah. easy game. James says play corn. Oh, that's a bad quote. Can I take that back? Uh, it's, it's there now for all the world to see. Uh, right, okay, so 
you've mm. you know where your stuff is now because you knew you know where your stuff is you know where your points are you know how to build your list because you got your GHB you know how to remind yourself of what's in your list you know where to build your list that's on Wall Scroll Builder you know to how to remind yourself of your rules or you've written them down or you've done something or if you used AOS reminders any of those that works you're not using the old app for agency markets it's out of date and it doesn't work and you're not giving them 99p uh, next up you want to go to so you've done that and you want to go to an event James you want to go play with people at an event because the whole purpose of this is people should play at events because ignoring not ignoring obviously being responsible with with major worldwide plagues etc um but you want to go out and meet people and have a nice time and, and and do probably in my opinion the best part of the hobby which is meeting people and making friends that's my that's my personal opinion so uh what are your suggestions twitch chat nathan uh, and james on doing that finding out about events go Oh, uh, I guess Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you find events? Uh, Twitter, I think. But, like, how do you know who to follow? Mm. Follow. Mm. So, it's a, so it's a random one. Um, Trog, whose yeah. Twitter handle I cannot remember. El Capitano. El Capitan has like a little calendar that he runs, doesn't he? With loads yeah. of events on. But I think almost like, I don't know. So this might be, but other people will probably disagree. But I found for me, actually, what I ended up doing was just going to like a Warhammer World one, which allowed me to find a club, which then allowed me to like discover more of the world of Warhammer. So I actually think you probably, like my advice would be find some people that are, keen and good in your local area and like roll with yeah. them because i think then it opens up more of a world than like trying to go to an event on your own because the community is lovely um but the you know like the first event i ever went to i think i got stumped four games on the trot so yeah yeah okay uh so i've got some suggestions uh, and there's some good suggestions in the chat so now obviously people talking so aos shorts has a google calendar for events the thing is is like at the moment he seems to be taking oh, a sabbatical yeah. um and he has done this for several times over the course of like age of sigma times and of course he just does it all for free so he's more than entitled to do so problem is though is obviously that means that sometimes there's like an interruption in service um and also they generally tend to just be large events as opposed to local events and if i'm being super honest right now i'm far more interested in smaller events and if you are new you should probably be attending smaller events. You probably shouldn't be mm. going to a 200-person event or, like, tournament. You should probably be going to a smaller event. And that's not me gatekeeping. That's just me saying get some reps in and learn what going to an event is like without being overwhelmed because a TO is going to be able to give you much more of a personal hands-on experience in, like, a 30-, 40-, 20-man event than they are going to be able to in a 100- or 200-person event. So you won't feel quite as lost and you might feel like you get a little bit more help. Also, people will be like less bothered about really the results. And that means that you'll probably just have nicer games and you'll just end up like working out where you fit comfortably. I would say that that's fair. So that's kind of my take on that. Um, and so because of that, I've got some ideas. First thing I would do is ask your local gaming group. And if you don't know who your local gaming group are, is find your local gaming store. Just email them or phone them or go in and say, hey, I'd like to play in tournaments. 
you must do you have them here and they're like no we normally go to here that would be my suggestion um, because it's cool that the AOS Shorts Google Calendar tells you that there's a Age of Sigmar like if you go on the calendar right now for instance there are two events on there that are happening this weekend both of them in the UK which does fuck all if you live in Canada or Sweden or Norway or Australia or New Zealand or anything else like it's of no use to you right so you need to find where your local gaming uh, events are and also support them so that they grow and become bigger right um so that that's yep. what i would say yeah or america or any place any place right so um so yeah so i would go to your local gaming store and i would uh, ask if they've got any local gaming groups if you live between many local gaming stores ring them all there might be like four or five different clubs around you and you might make you, you know you could go to all of them right which would be fucking cool um, so I think that's like the easiest way. Um, Lee Bromley in the chat, who's a fucking lovely fella and attends loads of events, says, go to lots of events, lo lots of one dayers to build confidence in the game and also a chance to meet different groups of people. I think that's super fair. Um, now, the next one is, in my opinion, is if you want to be a little bit more like pro about it, I guess, uh, as opposed to like networking and ringing a local gaming store or something like that, you can look at pairing apps. So there are three main pairing apps that you're probably going to want to look at. And these are best coast pairings. So best coast pairings. And you can search via game system and area. Down under pairings, you can do the same thing in. And tabletop TO, which you can do the same thing in as well. And I'll obviously include links to all of those below. But if you want, you can just click them and you can just click Age of Sigmar and it will tell you where all the events are that have been loaded on those. There is not one standard um, uh, pairing app. Probably BCP is probably the standard one in America, uh, but everyone else uses something else along the line. The, and, and, and this is really not that applicable in Europe. Cause in Europe, they use fucking Tawny Keeper, uh, which is also another one, but I don't think Tawny Keeper has stuff ahead of time. I think it only has stuff while it's live, if that makes sense. I could be wrong on that, though having never used it because i'm not 48 years old um like that's rude because most of the audience are okay i'll go older 183 years old that's what i think people use tourniquet i thought you were the oldest person that was part of the show <laughs> tinder is also a good one tinder also works uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that's a good one in my opinion so the next one that's a bit controversial is how do you guys feel about Facebook groups and Discord channels for trying to find events? Terrible. Why? Why, why, why? Um, because, so, so, and I think I've talked about it before, but I basically avoid Facebook chats, Facebook groups, uh, Discord channels, Discord chats, just like the plague, because I think it's like too much information. Um, I think if you can find one that you really love, then that's kind of great. But for me, like they just don't work because depending on what you do for a living, how you run your life, where you are in the world, et cetera, et cetera. What I'll find is sometimes like if I've got a busy day, like Nathan is a tradesperson. So let's say he doesn't look at his phone for two hours. Sometimes like today, those dragons get released. And by the time I'd look back at my phone on my 30 minute commute home i think it was i think like four chats had 48 messages in and at which point i'm like i'm not going to read 150 messages skip to the bottom skip to the bottom skip to the bottom and then you miss everything anyway okay. all right nathan you I... Go on, nathan. But, uh yeah so uh i'm in a few discord chats but i hardly ever look at it because 
because um, there's too many websites, basically. <laughs> but the <clears throat> like the Facebook ones, if you, if you get into a Facebook, because quite a few of the stores have got like a small Facebook group where they arrange gaming on a Wednesday night or whatever. You know, they'll arrange their their little club nights, and that's quite a good place to get in to because you want to you want to be playing some club night games anyway before you go to a tournament and then once you get into the you know into playing with your local people in a club situation then you're more likely to pick up uh, details about um tournaments and stuff and that quite often they'll arrange for a small group of people to go uh, and so facebook I mean, some of them might use WhatsApp chats and stuff like that, but that sort of small group is probably a good idea. Whereas some of the larger Facebook groups, where where they just go on random uh, splurges about all sorts of weird and wonderful things, that probably is less useful to you unless you're just looking for um, something to kill time and uh, for a yeah. laugh. That's fair. Yeah. So a lot of lot of uh, things in the chat here. Um, uh, Galgoth says I'm a TO and I do Facebook group events for local community. Discord hasn't worked well for group event management. Um, uh, what's War Machine says WhatsApp always saves the photos to your phone too, and you end up with tons of random photos. <laughs> so many, it's insane. Um, and then Gorka Morka points out that there is an app called Game Four, which is created by Tabletop Minions Uncle Atom, um, but uh, it's down for COVID nineteen, so it's not useful at the moment. Um, uh, MJ Pickers has got a great question I'll come back to in a minute and Slantastic says if you join a club discord a lot of time they have a tournament channel so you can usually avoid the message overload um, which I think is uh, interesting uh, and then uh, RXR says discord is great for finding local communities which can open your eye to the larger scene in my opinion interesting that it, that one's mm. I wouldn't say that Discord feels like the right way of finding your local community. Maybe it does. I'm not sure. Like, it feels like you kind of have to know someone to know someone to get in there. That's why I would say top of the list for me, it was contact your local gaming store. And I think once you know a couple of people, they'll say, oh, there's a Discord group. Oh, there's a Facebook group. Oh, there's a WhatsApp mm -hmm. chat. That's your way in, in my opinion. And they'll know some people. Um, so I think uh, that works for me personally uh but i still think it's one i like i remember having this conversation with my friend joe purcell we were playing age of sigmar like zero like i think we were we were at the first we were at the first team event after mo after classic swords nath it was the um i can't remember which one it was the team event where it was over. Anyway, it was it was just after the launch of Age. Oh, it's like six months after the launch of Age Sigma, but before the General's Handbook, and mm -hmm. we were still like, "How the fuck do you find events?" Like the only way you really know about this event because it was one talked about on competitive podcasts, right? And so, like, obviously, like, but the problem is, is those sorts of events generally are just fucking sold out because everyone in the which is why I think. Uh, this is kind of a little rant slash tangent, but I think it's super valuable. Uh, recently, it came up that there was a clashing date uh, where someone had, someone had got a fully sold out event and then someone put on an event on the same day and then the person with the fully sold out event thought that that was a problem. And I think that that's not a problem at all because I don't know who that hurts. It hurts the bottom line of someone trying to make money, but give a fuck about them. Like... The only person I care about is the gamer, therefore the customer, 
and the customer's got choices. Like, you've got you've got the option to go to, let's say there are two Age of Sigmar events only in the UK this next weekend. One's in Scotland and one's in London. And you live in London. Yeah? You're going to go to the one in London. Having one in London doesn't affect the one in Scotland, right? They should be different, right? So um, I think more events are better, but you still struggle to hear about them, right? And if there's a weekend where it's sold out, then there should just be another event on so more people can go. I don't know what you guys think about that. Nathan, do you, do you think it divides the community? Uh, like, like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think it's a weird statement. I think you should have as many events as possible. What do you think? Oh, I think we've lost Nathan again there, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, James, what do uh, you think? Uh, I can I can get quite happy. I... I think like Warhammer is really weird, right? Because pe- lots of people play for loads of different yeah. reasons. Some people like win at all costs. Some people like to just play. Some people just like to go for the social environment. But also like what we're talking about tonight is people who are new versus people um, who might have played for years. Um, and I think there's no way that one event caters to all of that. Like, when I very first started getting into events, I actually did quite a lot of the ones that were at Warhammer World that were narrative. So, like, there was a laugh to them and a joke um, and some really interesting, like, mechanics that weren't in the game that were just for the event. And I had, like, just such a good time going and playing, like, this Warhammer. And I didn't know the FAQs and I didn't know all the rules. So, like, turning up and then being like, it's your book plus these rules that we're giving you today was super useful and super helpful. So I think like there's no way that one event caters to everyone. And, you know, like I think if my first event had been like a 200 player competitive event and um, as much as I like him a person and I've known him for years, like if my first game of like going to an event competitive Warhammer, I got put against someone like Ben Sava or owen with a hyper competitive list that tabled me in two turns i'd have had a really rough time as pleasant as they can be as people like to turn up to an event and just get absolutely rolled is fairly horrific because that's not one that's not like someone who's just started doesn't want to turn up to an event even if they've gone and they're like i'm probably not going to win like to just get rolled would be horrific so I think, like, if you've got an event and you're running it and you know that the the player list is a bunch of competitive gamers with really strong lists and someone puts a, a small 30-person event on, to almost to some degree, you might want to be like, oh, this person's brought a ticket. I might lose 30 quid, 50 quid. But actually, they want to bring the Dominion star set twice. Right. So maybe it's better to say to them, Actually, do you know what? You can come, but you might have a bad time. This person's running an event that definitely, like, six people are taking the Dominion starter set. You'll yeah. have a better I think, time. I think there's something to be said about that. I think I think the nature of tournaments, which is what I said. I said I said I wouldn't for your first few events ever go to large events. I just go to local one dayers. I just yep. I just like go oh. to like yeah your local little you you. It's not the it's not like there won't be some cutthroat sharks there as well, but. 
you like because there's not as much on the line we do as a competitive community obviously put a lot of onus and chat i'm going to share a story now and i don't want to be a wanker but like i'll share the story and if it comes off of me being a wanker like i'm sorry i saw someone post on a facebook group yesterday or the day before and was like hey i append i attended a 16 man event sweet and i played with my sylvaneth and i went 2-1 and i came sixth Here's my list. If anyone wants to ask me about the tech in it, please let me know. And not to be fucking rude, I don't want to hear about your 2-1 Silverneth list that came sixth. Because give a fuck. Like, is my point. Yeah, like, like it's cool. Like, you can play at a one-day event and never play anyone remotely, like, at your level. Yeah, you could just be like kicking seals or you could be the seal getting kicked. You don't fucking know what like and the same's really true for a five person event. It does really like narrow down as you get to games four and five. But generally being at Age Sigma events, like yeah. when I'm like when like when I've done tournament coverage, like we're on to day two and I'm like, okay, you actually have to play Warhammer now, boys. You know, and some of them, some of the lads had to play some of the like some of the lads and ladies, uh, like some of the people had to play some of the people who are pretty good earlier on. Yeah, but sometimes they didn't, and they were just like pretty casual, uh, pretty casual three games I had yesterday where people just lost in front of me, right? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, jokes on you. It was the exact same list as Math Mallow. It probably is the joke. But my point is, my point is, and Uthvich, if it ended up being you for some fucking weird reason, I apologise. But I don't. My point is that, like, you should just be going to smaller events. And the the competitive players, you're still a competitive player if you're going to a small event. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think. And there was. Um, there was actually uh, Cacophony made a really good point because uh, something the Bad Moon uh, Cafe did recently, which I thought was really cool, because they still had to do the pod system because this was when the restrictions were a bit a little bit less. They had a pick your own skill level, which was based off a uh, pissed poor general, and I think he's not in Dorset; he's somewhere else that I don't understand. But this is another UK guy. He had people pick their own skill level, and they were like, and then they, he he put them into pods. He was like, cool, you don't think you're very good. You're like, you know, like beginner, intermediate and advanced. People pick their own skill level and then he just paired them up against each other, which I thought was really good. I thought that that was a cool thing, right? Like, but yeah, we're trying to say go to smaller events is what I think we're trying to say. Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the first event I ever went to was a one-day. Uh, and basically... Um, a good another good place is if you just look at uh, YouTube stuff or podcasts or that sort of stuff. Obviously, the ones that you enjoy will probably be enjoyed by people that enjoy the game in a in a similar way that you do. Uh, and they'll often talk about upcoming tournaments or tournaments that they've been to, uh, and you can get a rough idea of where these happen and stuff like that. So this one was in Sheffield, so it was not far from where I lived in Nottingham. Uh, and it was just a one day. This was during 8th edition. I went up and, you know, it took, took a really uh, not metalist. I was playing with dwarves at the time, and it was quite, quite good. Yeah, it was just good fun. Got got my head kicked in by some Dark Elves first, turn, first game. But then after that... Uh, I then played against armies that were of a similar power level to mine and, and got my head kicked in by them. Uh, so, But it was just getting out there and playing different people than the people that I just played yeah. with down at the yeah. club. So, 
yeah, it was just a, a great way to get into it. And ever since then, whenever I've got the chance, and I'll try and get to either a one day or and then finally got into some two days. Yeah. So yeah, same. Like yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, no point. Oh, you can jump in at the deep end, and you'll probably still have a great time. But you know, you can start. You can be more cautious and start in the shallow end and uh, well, make it sense. Make sense. It does make sense. Uh, yeah, go to your local tennis center before you go to Wimbledon, basically. Uh, okay, so that's how you find out about events and, and a bit of advice about maybe going to smaller events if you're going first, right? Which I think is fair. And also the how to find events is still something that as a community, we're all still struggling with. Yeah, but it's good because I think post-COVID, there's going to be a lot of events run by a lot of people. I'm seeing, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm seeing a lot of like like Elysian War Games and um, uh, what are the other guys? Uh, Leonidas War Games or the other guys down south like the just play guys and uh like obviously us and and like there's a whole bunch of people who are just running like small little one dayers they're, they're just making these little imps uh, i'm sure they do them as well like they're just running little one dayers for people to come and have fun and they're the best they're the best you're just having a great time not loads of pressure and you're still playing warhammer at the end of the day right um uh, yeah. Are there no UK US websites like T3? No, there is not Charles Lizard. If you send us a link to that because I'm interested in what that link is. Um, run over one registration site, even small LGS ones. Charles the Dead Lizard, please send me a link to that. I'd love to see because uh, that's really interesting. And, and this might not be applying to Europe, basically. Uh, okay, so next up, once you've bought a ticket, okay, you've bought a ticket, you've seen an event, and you've bought a ticket, fucking get in, right? You've written your list, this is the one. Uh, there will be a pack. So, advice. Thanks very much uh, for that, Charles. I can't wait to look at that uh, in a bit. Holy shit, that is a lot of text. Uh, (laughs) Right, okay. Uh, Once you bought a ticket, there'll be a pack, right? So, here's my advice. Read it. The pack may change some rules or ban units or uh, even after or just affect what might be on your list. So, you should read it. Um, Nathan, James, you got any thoughts on that before we go any further? Read the pack. (laughs) Yeah. It will tell you if you get lunch or not. That really is important. really important. Make sure you yeah. read it all. Uh, Nathan, any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a good idea. I tend to try and read the pack at least a couple of times before I yeah. turn up. Uh, read the pack. The mission's going to affect your list. Uh, read the pack. You can get your lunch. Your list might not be legal because there are house rules in. That. Okay. Um, crying, crying Rob emoji face if you don't read the pack. Uh, once you bought a ticket, there will be a list deadline, which will be in the pack. Um, make sure you put your list in on time, which will be in the pack. That will tell you when that is and who to send it to. Um, and you've done that war scroll builder. Um, your models will need to have to have three colors minimum in most cases. Some places won't have painting requirements, but some will. Um, just paint your minis, base them. It's not a drama. It's a lot of effort, but just get it done. Really simple. Um, see if the TO has set up some kind of online social space to chat with people before you attend so you can get to know people. Uh, and also, I've put a little note as TOs do this, please. What do you think about that? Like uh, like a WhatsApp group for everyone attending the event. Do you like that or uh, do you not like that? Do you tend to get involved in those? Twitch chat, Nathan and James, what do you think about those? Depends on the size okay. of the event. So small one, yes. Big one, no. Or big one, yes. Small one, no. No, small small one, yes. Big one, no. Because I think like like you join one of those like two hundred people, one hundred and fifty people, um, 
event WhatsApps, and I and I'm doing this as a beginner. Like that's an overwhelming amount of but amount of people. Probably, I would say eighty percent at least know each other. That you're then like a weird outliner in, and I think for me that's more intimidating rather than turning up day one, playing someone who's nice game one, and then being like, oh, like we're having lunch now. Here's a bunch of us. Come and sit with us, and we'll like just chat. Which is probably how I met half the people I know from Warhammer. Is like turn up to an event and chatting to them game one, game two, mm-hmm. whenever. Whereas like if you go into a small event and it's you know thirty people, that chat's probably not going to ever be too horrific. So uh, easier to manage, okay. I think. Nathan, what do you think about it? Yeah, uh, it's just uh, yeah, I. I... I think uh, it's always good if the TAs do it. It's just nice to be able to uh, just improve the communication between the players as a group, and it's more open and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there's I can't see any downsides other than that. There's more more stuff you have to read. But so there you uh, go. Uh, so it's just as a, an FYI for our events, and Tristan makes a really good point about. The fact that uh, some people might not want their numbers to be out there in the public and just random people to have access to them. So Discord could be another option that you do. Um, but one of the things that we've started to do for the events that we hold here is when we put out the pack, we also say, hey, there's a Discord group, not, uh, there's a WhatsApp group if you want to join. Although we could just turn that into a, hey, there's a Discord uh, server if you'd like to join. Mainly so just when people ask questions, kind of everyone is aware of it, especially for early age of Sigma, right? Like, hey, there's a ruling on this. Okay, here's the TO's ruling in the chat. It's just nice and easy, right? And I think it's it, like other than an email mm. chain or something like that. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's one of those really simple and easy things. And I think also like it's kind of nice for people to kind of like, oh, this is my army. Here it is. And be like, oh, cool, you're bringing that. That's pretty fun. I think that really gets like a bit of like community spirit going for the event. And I think it's a great idea. Um, and I remember uh, the guys from Bobo doing it early on, and I thought that that was also really good. Um, okay, so that's what happens when you buy your ticket. You get your army painted, you read the pack, you submit your list, and that's all you got to do. Okay, next one. You're going to the tournament. You're going on a date, and you put on your shirt for the date. So, when you go into the event, what things are must-haves? And I'm going to make some notes here, um, because I've written down a list of things, but I think there's must-haves and optionals. So uh, let's talk to me. James, th- James, Nathan, just throw them at me one at a time. What do you think is must-have? Oh, your uh, game, gaming accessories, so your, your general's handbook and your rules for your army uh, and your dice and tape measures, that sort of okay. stuff. Okay. Mark, yeah, markers. Well, okay, so we're, interesting. Let's take them one at a time. Bring your GHB or your rules in a digital format. I think is really important, yeah? Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. your GHB and your rules. Bring your army list. Again, paper or in a digital format, but either way, make sure you do that. Uh, next up, I think a pen is like right at the top of my list. In fact, if you want to be a cool kid at the party, several pens, uh, I would say. James, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 that's the one thing I never remember i'd see and then i would be playing with you and then i would give you a pen and you'd be like you're really great this is you're a good guy you're you're a good guy super super glue that's super an important glue one. is a good one uh so let me just write that down uh i feel mm-hmm. like that's more optional but 
super glue. Um, you're definitely breaking a model. Yeah, I don't know if you need to repair it though, right? Like it's the base. You stick it on the like you just push the base around for the weekend instead of like rush rush doing it. But sure, uh, pen is important. Now Nathan obviously said dice. I've got a little suggestion: dice and other dice. Because I don't know what everyone else does, but you know sometimes you've got your dice, and then you're going to just use those dice to track your CP and also track your spell casting and like track your wounds so i have like smaller dice so i use larger dice uh to roll dice with like to to roll and then i have smaller dice to track wounds on them so they're flat-sided d6s which is slightly smaller than once games workshop uh did or as matt readiness says of course you can buy your wound wang uh from the kickstarter for wound wangs uh if anyone has bought their wound wang markers james you got your wound wangs uh no if you looked at the kickstarter for the wound wang no Google it. Google it while we take a moment on this because it's okay. worth it. Nate, what do you think about having alternate dice and or something else? Yeah, I mean, I've got a variety of dice that I can use as wound markers, although I, uh, particularly with bigger Hello. models, I try to keep a tally going on a piece of paper uh, for my wounds because sometimes those dice get knocked about. They do. Um, yeah. So, yep. Uh, so yeah, some uh, like a little notebook or something is is essential for that, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I've got a little dice. So for some, so for like the characters, especially, I'll I'll keep a tally in my book. I've started doing that. But in the uh, if it's just um, like cavalry, which has got two wounds, then I'll just put a little marker next to a wounded one, just so I know that it's a wounded a wounded fella. Okay, super fair. And I can send him to the doctor to get fixed up. Fixed up. Fixed up. Nathan, you're, what is your internet today? It's too hot for Nathan's internet. Which means I... <laughs> uh, 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 magnetic wound dials. They're the future, says Pete Pratt. That's fair. Um, I agree with that. James, have you seen the wound wangs? I am currently looking at the wound wangs. They're good, right? Uh yeah, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's a terrible one. Right, let me talk about like what I think is a must-have, <laughs> which is so your rules, your army list, uh, and then a pen or several pens, dice and other dice. And we'll talk about other dice in a minute because that goes to trackers. Tape measure, of course, and if you're smart, you'd bring a spare tape measure as well. I think necessary, as in do not leave home without it, a nine-inch sticks. They can be carrots if you want them to be. Um, and three-inch combat gauges. And I think you should at least have maybe four of each one, right? The nine-inch sticks for when people deep strike and you redeploy or you want to measure for themselves, they're just super small and easy to achieve. The three-inch combat gauges are so fucking useful. There's a million of them. You don't have to buy the ones from Games Workshop. There's loads on Etsy. There's loads, like, of club ones. There's people, like, content creators who who sell them you've got loads of versions of those things um and i'll in, like they're, they're really obvious things but they're like fucking nathan i know you're massive into the minutiae like the micro of uh of wargaming and how useful are they right like don't leave without them oh yeah 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 the little three inch ones are the best ones but yeah i've got a a selection of sticks all the way up to 12 inches oh very useful very i agree useful. yeah yeah um so uh, so I would say that's important. Now, the next one, there are some other definites, but I would say 9-inch-6 tape measure, dice, other dice. Let's talk about tokens, 
um, because this is one of the things that um, uh, I, we talked about while we're doing the Super Series. And uh, I didn't know that, if this is right, a mandatory in things like War Machine Hordes. Like, they're mandatory that you bring tokens. Yep. Yeah, what yeah. do you guys think about mandatory tokens? Talk to me about it. Like, or, like, tokens, like, my point is, is I think tokens are something we should all invest in. And not like a stock, I yep. also. <laughs> I don't think they're getting more valuable. Um, but tokens are so important and they're not used enough and they're not pushed enough. Do you think that tokens should be mandatory in events is a question for you both. And Twitch chat, I guess. You don't think mandatory, no. James? Why? Because uh, I think like like one of the big things. So we're talking about beginners still. So I'm gonna yep. stay on the beginner side. Like, actually, realistically, if we're gonna buy tokens, because I recently ordered some. Like, there's lots of people that make them, and probably realistically, one place makes them better than yep. anywhere else. I think. Um. Uh. So like, I know we've talked about it before. So like, really like the Pro Painted Studio ones. Um. But they're, they're they're not cheap. Like it's not. A but cheap you can also make your own, right? So like you if, could buy yourself, you could buy yourself, yeah, uh, some paper, some, some paper. stick. You could just buy yourself some stickers. You can stick them on bases or little blocks of wood. Anything you can make yourself tokens for literally fucking. Probably you can make enough tokens forever for ten pounds or maybe less. Like fucking, do you know what I mean? So anyway, yep. after you, what are you saying, James? I think like so. I think so. Trying to convince someone to turn up to their first event and be like tokens are mandatory makes it really hard and then also what if someone does turn up with tokens that are like illegible in their handwriting so i think it's a really hard one to police like you'd have to pre-agree if they've handwritten them um interestingly you saying that years ago everyone brought scenery dice you remember that phase everyone brought some of them Uh, and my favorite alternate alternative scenery dice was uh one of my friends james boots refused to buy the scenery dice so brought some blank dice from amazon plain white blank dice and just wrote the scenery on them on them every time uh okay right idea so you could do that similar sort of thing i i just think i think mandatory tokens is asking a lot depending on the event uh okay all right i don't think it's a lot to ask is what I'm saying. Uh, Nathan, what do you think? Uh, um, I guess it depends on the event a bit, but I mean, uh, making them mandatory feels, I don't know, just feels like a step too far, I guess, but uh, people, it depends also what you class as a token, because what about them little roofing nails that I use quite often. Are those, they do, do those classes tokens? They do for us, brother. I don't know. You would have to, you'd have to specify what the tokens are and like how, how much information has to be on them. Um, but yeah, I mean, people at the end of the day can just write, just get a pack of cards and just write whatever the effect is and put it on the card. Really. See, I don't Blank think cards. tokens are anywhere near as fucking difficult to produce as an army list every time. Someone's like, bring a physical army list. I'm like, I don't have a printer. Like, I have, a, I just don't, I, like, I don't, I don't even know any, I don't know anyone who has a printer. Like, at all. 
Um, I would have to go to a print shop and go and get them printed out. Um, whereas I can just... <laughs> you know me, I own a printer. But you can print your tokens. Cause no, but what I mean is, printers. what I mean is, is um, I would just, I could just order a set and then they're in a box forever. Yeah, like, and I could either go like super classy and go pro painted, or I could literally make some fucking like bits of wood that I could order off eBay for like two quid for a hundred and just write on them and they're done. Like, I don't think it's um like it's a big stretch, is what I'm saying. Do you think it is? Yeah, well, it just depends how much information you want on them. Like, at one at one time, uh, people were using like leftover bits of sprue and stuff. Like, um, uh, yeah, leftover banners and stuff, and gluing them onto bases, and that would be your your uh, mystic shield or your whatever it was that you put on. So. But obviously, there weren't words to say what it was, but it was just something to signify that that unit had a mystic, yep. mystic shield on. So, uh, so yeah, if if uh, there's yeah, there's just loads of different ways of doing them, but uh, just depends on how how deep you want the person the the tokens to be that people bring. Because at the end of the day, people can just pick up a handful of stones and just say, this stone is my mystic shield and this one is my uh, whatever it is, that this buff that I've cast on them, Gift of the Spider God. Yeah, or it is. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I, like, I, and you could go fancier, right? You could design yourself little minis. Like, personally, I'm really invested in the idea is that every mini should have some sort of mini pet that goes with it now. I'm pretty obsessed with that idea. Uh? Blow toads. Yeah, like bloat toads, like a, a tiny little puppy. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mystic Mystic shield, shield dog. dog. This is, give me a use. Uh, <laughs> give me a use yeah, like Griffons. just you know, you, you can make it so like 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 we talk with objective markers. But okay, I get, and I think the pushback in the chat is generally that mandatory seems like a lot. But if if you're new and it's the first time you've heard this conversation, I'd say tokens are enough of a deal. That like, and if you wanted to, like, if someone's like, "Oh, it ruins my immersion," then just make yourself something that makes sense. Do a, you know, like a shiny shield on a base that's like all ghostly and it's a mystic shield. Like, just work to make it make sense for yourself. If you want to make it all magical, we have fucking spells that travel across the board. If you have a problem with a token, just make yourself something that looks like that. Is what I'm thinking. Um, anyway, so I would say tokens yeah. are at this point not at least mandatory. They're in that section of must-have, is what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to go for must-have. Uh, other things that you're going to want to take to a tournament are a tray, so like a breakfast tray or a dinner tray or any of those other things that you guys might not have, um, uh, like might not know what they are. What they, you know what I mean? A tray that you put your food on, basically. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty mandatory. Uh, James, you, I normally use a really useful box, so the top of my box becomes my tray, so I'm fine uh, in yeah. that setup. But like Nathan, James, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do the same. Normally, it's the lid of my box, or else I've got a shallow box that I use just to cart your army around with in between games, so that you don't have to pack it all away and then unpack it or carry it in handfuls or in a shopping bag or whatever it is that somebody you've decided to use so yeah a tray is obviously better than a shopping bag for that situation. Uh, yeah <laughs> uh, right okay so other things are water bottle you should take so you stay hydrated take yourself a water bottle have loads of water 
deodorant is one that was written a lot in the chat. Take yourself some deodorant and or um, just take some in case you need to give some to someone. That's really important. Uh, snacks. Three-hour games. Just take yourself an apple or a banana or some, like, uh, nuts. Um, nuts. Uh, hummus. Not hummus. I don't agree with hummus at all. Hummus? What, are you going to just scoop it in with your hand and then roll dice on the mat? Hummus? Pita bread. So hummus. what, you're doing hummus and Great. pita bread now? What, you're having a small meal? Uh. <laughs> yeah. So we got the whole way through the London GT that year. <laughs> that's what we were... Hummus that's how we, and pita that's bread. That's we were working. Uh... <laughs> Has anyone got any other <laughs> mezze? <laughs> I love I love the idea. If I ever play someone and they knock out a whole mezze board, they get my favourite game. Right? <laughs> Imagine they turn up and it's like a character, like just a selection of meats. They're like, oh, hello, player me. Here's a selection of different meats. Would you be interested? <laughs> to be fair, that one, the, the like two bobos on the truck, Steve Dooley turned up with a he tray did. of chocolates. And he can occasionally walk past me and was like, this one's peach. Just put it in my mouth and carried on. <laughs> That one's good. Uh, hummus and Pringles, a Ziploc snack, shrimp cocktail, uh, a caricature. Yeah, that's it, a caricature board. I don't know how to say that, but yeah. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Any suggestions on uh, snacks to take? Shrimp caricature board? Yeah, it's a I've had. Yeah, charcuterie. <laughs> I mean, I've had people uh, give me um, biltong, which is a great. You have snack. had that? So, I, I, yeah, I would uh, definitely approve of loads of biltong. Um, or you can get those little mini barbecues. You could just set up a barbecue next to the game and <laughs> knock yourself out. That's so fucking good. Yeah. I'm going to bring some thermoses and be like, hey, would you, uh, do you fancy a flask of soup? Uh, here's some uh, here's some crusty bread. And they were like, uh, no, I don't want this. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. I don't think you need a lot of food, to be honest, when you're playing. But yeah. Sometimes you need something maybe sugary or something like that just to help you through or something with protein or something like that. So protein bar or biltong is really yeah. good for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I approve. Of okay, the I definitely. Uh, so snacks uh, and deodorant water bottle we've talked about as well. Uh, there's nothing wrong with deodorant. You get hot and sweaty, just spritz yourself with a deodorant and crack on. Uh, is my favourite. Or just be a real bitch about it. Just pack a can of Febreze. And if you see someone not fucking pulling their weight, just fucking spritz them and just be like, you know what I'm saying. Just fucking spritz them with the Febreze and be like, some, you know what that means. Some scented <laughs> candles all the way around the board. Just, oh, just go up romantic. to their table. Uh, can I play Nathan? Imagine you go to their table. Can I play and you Nathan just... and we'll have scented candles? Said. I just want to play Nathan. Scented candles to light the board and a mezze board on the side. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to oh, walk man. up to someone's table and just start lighting Yankee candles around them. <laughs> <laughs> doing that next time i come to your venue we we so we febreze between every round we febreze the whole venue like we just febreze everything we're like febreze 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 and if anyone's we just fucking i sneaky past them and febreze them i'm like fucking you're having this lad um <laughs> uh anyway all right so those are the things that bring to the tournament again this is going to be a blog post so now we're into a really interesting place 
my first tournament ever. My first tournament ever uh, as an independent event. Oh, actually, it wasn't my first independent tournament. It was like maybe like my second or third. I got shouted at by someone because I marked someone down on sports and I didn't understand you weren't meant to. There was a questionnaire at the end of each game. It was like, how did you rate this game? And I put it as a zero instead of a three or a two or whatever because I didn't have a very fun game. And then I handed it in and he shouted at me. He was like, whoa, whoa, why are you doing this? And I was like, okay, number one, it's pretty embarrassing to do that in public. Uh, Number two, it's a fucking question that I answered. And he's like, you're not meant to. And I was like, well, why is it a question then? That's fucking weird, right? So there are unwritten rules in tournaments, unwritten rules that aren't in event packs. And we're now going to discuss the unwritten rules uh, that there are. So uh, James and Nathan, do you have any, are there any unwritten rules that you think people don't really think about um, if they're going to attend an event? The uh, first one is relating to the last point. Always bring Biltong for me. <laughs> for, for Nathan. Always bring Biltong in case Nathan <laughs> is at the event. Is at the tournament. Yeah, if I'm not there, it doesn't matter. You can send it to me or we can share it later. <laughs> okay. All right, James. James, you have point. an unwritten rule. Uh, I think, like, so one of mine would be, like, when you're playing someone you don't know, like, it's good to get an understanding of how much they know about the game before you start. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's that's a good one. I haven't written that down. Uh, like, establish, establish the level of your opponent. That's a really good one. Yeah. I hadn't written that down, so I'm going to put that. Establish the level of your opponent. That's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. a good idea. Uh, so, how do you feel? So, works has put one in. This is an interesting one. Always offer your opponent a drink. What do you think about that being an unwritten rule? What if you don't have a drink? Well, I mean, it's like go to the bar sort of a situation, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, why not? I think I, I think that's, that's a weird sucks. one, isn't it? Because then yeah. if they don't do the same back, but then then you just know they're a bit of a tosser. Well, so, see, look yeah. at you. Yeah, you're like you've, you've you've made the decision there, right? You're like if they don't offer to buy me a drink, they're a bit of a tosser. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no, I'm just winding up. Yeah, I think like I don't think I've ever played a game, and it's a weird one, right? Because if you turn up to a board and you've got a drink in your hand, you'll probably don't want one. But if I'm ever going to buy a drink it removes me from the table. So I'm like, I'm going to go buy a drink. Do you want a drink? Yeah. 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 I, I always do that. I just think that's just common courtesy personally, but like some people might bothered by it, but I personally, I'm like, I'm going to get a drink. Do you want one? Like every time, like, cause why wouldn't you? And I, and I also think because one of the things that Warhammer does loads is people drink loads of booze. Like if someone then as an unwritten rule is like, Oh yeah, I'll have a Coke. Don't be like, Oh, you don't want a beer. Buy them a cake. Yeah. yeah, don't yeah, don't criticize they, they, like oh Nathan, do you want a drink? He's like, uh yeah, but I'll have some biltong as well. I'll be like, Biltong, disgusting. Yeah. Don't be like <laughs> criticizing their no, choices. You can, you can judge yeah, I don't that, think any fine. of this is stuff I don't think any right. of this is stuff we need to teach people how to have common courtesy. Yeah, this is all just This is just manners, manners, right? Yeah. This social is not what I mean. Stuff. Uh so yeah, like yeah. learn basic yeah, social yeah. skills. It shouldn't be something that we have to do. But I think <laughs> establish the level of your opponent, James, is a really good one. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, so one of the things that I don't think many people talk about um, is rolling dice on the flat. So that's one of the things I always do. Like you know, It's a bit like what James said with uh, establishing the level of your opponent. So whenever I start playing a game, I say, hey, if I roll any dice and it doesn't land flat, not on terrain, I'm going to re-roll it every time. That's what I say. Like when I start the game, I say, that's what I do. Yeah, like that because that's how I do it. I don't roll it in a dice tray, but some people do. But just establish how you're going to roll dice with your opponent and in what situation you're going to re roll those dice. Yeah, it's pretty common in competitive Age of Sigmar towards the top end, like Owen's in the chat, and pretty much everyone who I play at that level, we just re roll dice if it lands on the terrain. Like, even like if it's good or bad, like that's the situation. So, like, it's pretty common. It's an unwritten yeah. rule, um, uh, but that that's fairly like standard i would say i even re-roll dice so you know when you roll a lot of dice and sometimes you end up with one dice landing on top of another dice i always re-roll that dice as well uh is is a pretty common one i don't know nath if you do that as well yeah yeah unless it's flat on the board then i don't then i always re-roll it so if it's on top of another dice then obviously i'm going to re-roll it because it's not yep, flat boom. on the board same same one for me and i think that's a yeah. pretty uh, established one that some people don't really talk about um uh yeah, yeah. although yeah i do fall into the uh, into the uh fault of not doing not explaining that to my opponent sometimes and then i have to explain it to them halfway through the game which is a bit embarrassing so it's a good idea to try and remember to do it at the yeah, beginning an, of the game. Another checklist sure. uh, is, is a good one. So roll dice on the flat. The other one is play to intent. And again, that's not going to be written down anywhere, but um, that's going to be something, an unwritten tournament rule for you guys to kind of work out for yourselves. But basically it's saying, hey, I've moved this guy here and he's within 18 inches of... Oh, that's probably the wrong one. Hey, I've moved within seven inches of this guy. Like, I've moved this unit and I'm seven inches away, so I'm going to need to roll a seven for a charge. And your opponent will be like, yeah, cool. No problem. Yeah, that was, that's a really nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's more... Uh, often more um, of a factor when it's something like that, like you moving it up to be, and I'm I'm moving it up so that I'm outside of ten inches of the spell or something like that. So, yeah, and then then they have the opportunity to put down their tape measure and just say, well, actually you're seven inches away, mate. So push it back, and then you can. You can you can make the final positioning together, so you're both happy with yeah, that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Especially if it's on their side of the table, and you're reaching over there, Mongol or something, to try and measure. Then you just say, "Look, my intention is to stay outside of ten or whatever." You happy with that? And then they can say yes or no, and then you can yeah. move on. I think that's a, an unwritten rule there, but playing to intent is one of those things I could do a whole video on and will do a whole video on. Um, but that won't be something we talk about too much. But effectively, yes. Um, okay. Uh, don't touch people's models and don't touch people's dice. Simple and easy one. That's an unwritten rule, right? I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and don't touch people. <laughs> That's, that's a written rule, in fact. <laughs> Some call it a law. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. Well, uh, you can touch this stuff if they say it's okay to, obviously. But if, yeah. 
if it's gonna if it's coming to that situation then make sure you've checked with them before 100%. you do yeah yeah uh, james yeah don't don't touch people's stuff without asking because yeah, like yeah. if people someone rolls a dice across the table i'll be like do you want these back yes yeah there you go do you, do you want me to move these models nine inches yeah yes where would you like them here cool but like i wouldn't just be like oh you've rolled a nine yeah nine I'd say another one, which I don't know if this is like so. This is a this is just be a good person sort of a situation, but I would say it's one of the things that's really important. And I'm like I'm a fucker for it, but I try really hard. Um, is to be present. Um, like you know, like uh, it's three hour rounds are a long time. So maybe you've got an important message on your phone, or there's someone who's asking you something important, or you've got a work message, or whatever it is. Like personally, I think be present anyway, because it's probably better for your mental health. Also good for the state of the game and you being able to play better to be present. But I would also say just like a fairly because we're all are busy people on phones, and I think that's okay. Just say like, hey, uh, I'm just going to message someone about something. Is that okay? Like just something like that, I think is nice. Personally, um, I've played some people who just look at their phone, and sometimes I just fucking grab my phone out of just f- like mechanical response nowadays uh, because of being fucking locked on my own for a year. Um, like it's my only friend. Uh, so, <laughs> like, but like I'm trying really hard at the moment <laughs> to just put my phone down when I play a game and just focus. And that's a bit harder because obviously I keep up my rules on there digitally. Um, but I think being present is like a, a is it, I don't think that's an unwritten rule, but I think that's something that that makes things. Thanks, trendy love for resubscribing. I think that's something that makes games more interactive and a little bit more interesting. I don't know what you guys think. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, try not to get distracted by by stuff. Or if you have to answer a phone call, you have to answer the phone call. But just you know, just explain the situation to them. Yeah. Um, likewise, if if your opponent has to take a phone call, it's, you know, you don't get pissy at them, but obviously it's still part of the game. Yeah, try try to keep it to a minimum and essential stuff. But again, that's just common decency, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm not sure that's um um uh that's a that's a that's one that needs to be discussed. Okay, now is the opportunity for everyone because that's everything I've gotten for unwritten tournament rules. That's that's so. What is everyone's um, anyone's got any other unwritten tournament rules you think need to go in there, basically? Uh, James, you? Be a charming guy? I mean, I don't think it hurts to turn up with snacks and food and drinks and uh, fucking and hummus, hummus, apparently, and a fucking biltong and a caricature board or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, st- shower before you go. Still redacted. I don't think the Honest Wargaming audience needs to, like, be discussing showering before you go or a bunch of fucking absolute pistoliers who fucking shower dance like no one's fucking watching and have a great time honest wargamer crew fuck is what i'm saying um so no backseat generals oh that's a good one tom Dix. that's a good one really good one don't go into someone else's game and start making comments oh the that's worst. a great one that's a great. Ask how it's going, and then fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> or ask, or ask, even, is it okay to hang sometimes out? Sometimes I even think, if if you know both people, fine. But sometimes I also think, don't even ask how it is, because I've had games where I'm like, winning horribly. You know, you just have those games, don't you? And all your dice go right, and all their dice go wrong. And I've had people come over and they're like, how's it going? And I'm like, 
I don't want to be like, I oh, won on turn fucking two, and this poor bastard's played four turns. <laughs> Just be like, you're right. Yeah. Want a drink? Have a look at the table. Yeah. Walk away. Done. Um, um, but also, there was another good one in there. So Charles the Dead Lizard. Uh, be the guy you, or be the person. I'm changing you slightly. Be the person you want to play against. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I think it's a really that's good a good one. one. Um, uh, I like explaining what I'm rolling for, like threes to hit, fours to wound, having people randomly roll dice. Agreed, Mark Wildman. Agreed. I like having people explain what <laughs> dice they're rolling. Yeah, like I've got to roll these ten dice. It's threes to hit. Uh, I'm hitting on fives, and then I'm re-rolling. Um, uh, these to wound, basically, you know, like whatever, it, whatever the situation. Uh, so that works. I think that's a good one. I think that that's a good one. Anything else? Uh, don't crowd top tables, especially uh, in the last game. Chump hammer, massive agree with that. Like, but that stick that st- sticks with the same thing, isn't it? If it's not your game, go over, offer some drinks, and then fuck off. Like, and I mean, fuck off. Like, <laughs> don't don't leave politely. Fuck off. Um, I really mean that. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, um, uh, it's also... Uh, that's a good one, the Cullen Knight. I didn't mention that. Is uh, explain what your army does uh, before you start, right? Explain what your army does before you start. See, that's one of those things that I just think is so common or is so obvious. I don't think we should need to say it. But is that some... I But I, I think I've played both ends of that where someone will be like, do you know what my army does? Yes or no? So I think that's my point. Like, get your opponent's, like, knowledge. Because I've also played games where someone's gone, okay, I'm going to play. And I played someone quite well-known in the community once. uh, And they played me with an army that they'd obviously played a million thousand times that I'd never played before and rolled dice for two and a half, three hours, and I didn't know what they rolled for once. They just told me what I was rolling for saves. And I think it was my third event. And I was like, everyone knows this person. I am way too nervous to be like, I don't know what you're doing. So I'll just get told what I'm doing. And it was it was a terrible experience. Like, no offense to them, because they weren't horrible to play. But as a game, it was a terrible experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's a good one. Uh, explain if you're counting wounds taken or remaining. That's a good one. Explain how you do wounds. Yeah, yep. explain how you do wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I now I think now for me, every time I put the first wound down, uh, I just do... I always count up now because it's easier on monsters. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, okay. Uh, and there's some other unwritten rules I think generally are. Like at the end of your game, uh, a really sensible thing for you to do um, is to, as you when you finish the game, pack your army away immediately, ready to go to the next table. Like that's an unwritten rule. And it's not really like, it's more advice, I guess. Because it's just a quick and easy, you finish your game, just pack your shit up, and then when the, you've got all that time until the next game starts, because guaranteed you're going to get caught up talking with someone, guaranteed the next round starts, and you're going to have to take all your models off the table while two other people are trying to play on the table that you've been on, like, and you're just going to be in the way. I think that that's a really kind of important thing. Just get your stuff, stick it on a table, and go. Um, uh, so that's an unwritten rule that I don't think people really talk about. Uh, like, because that's... You, you ever been at a table, you're just waiting for someone to come back from the bar to pick up their models, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm 10 minutes late. And it's like, well, I was really trying to deploy my army, so uh, you're in my way right now. Um, but that's one of those ones. Anything else? Uh, no. Oh. No, I think... 
Yeah, just trying to be on time for games. Be on time I mean, is a good one. But uh, that feels like that's basic yeah. etiquette as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Really. Um, okay, all right. Well, I think that's good. And then that's it. That's it. Then it's just go have fun and you're good. The other thing is maybe that's an unwritten rule. And of course, everyone's busy. But if you can, stay for the award ceremony. Like, you should. If it's like, if it's a, the reason I don't, I'm not staying the extra 10 minutes for the award ceremony is because I'd like to go home 10 minutes earlier. Be a grown up and support the event. Yeah. Like, if it's, I've got an eight hour yep. drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, of course, that's not, a, that's not a drama. But if it's like, it, go on. But, but you've also made, like, you've made the eight hour drive there, like, for the 10 minute awards. Eight, like, 10 minutes yeah. is nothing. Agreed. Agreed. Unless your game finished in 25 minutes and you had a horrific experience and you've got an eight-hour drive home, stay for the awards ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Okay. All right, well, I think that's been a good show. I think that I think there's a lot more stuff. Like, I can see a lot of things in the chat, like removing failed dice and dice etiquette and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm going to just make a series of videos for everyone, um, kind of off of the back of this and the back of the blog post, just for people, just, just to help people out, where it won't be just quite as discussion-y, and it'll just be, like, physical videos just showing people what the hell, like, we're talking about. Um, but that should be a really a simple one. Because, honestly, I think I've been speaking to a few people recently and I think one of the things that has been impressed upon me is you really don't understand how nerve-wracking some people find going to events. I find them super fun, and they're such a great experience, and I want everyone to go to them. But some people find them really intimidating and, and a lot. So I'm sure if you if we give people tools to help them, they're going to just find it a, a, a better experience, right? So that should be what we're trying to aim for, yeah. is what I'm saying. The, the first one I went to terrified the hell out of me. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, Me I was no uncomfortable, one. definitely. And like, this is from like a nightclub guy, like full of, surrounded by people having yeah, adventures yeah. all the time. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. Nate, same. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, don't worry too much about it. People are will uh, will be quite friendly, and if you got a problem, just explain. You know, if you think you've come unstuck somewhere along the line, just just explain why and you'll be fine just get out there and enjoy some events yeah really. agreed agreed yeah um and also remember tio's a human and can make mistakes too that's a really good piece of advice as well all right well nathan and james thanks for doing a lovely show with me it's been a it's been a pleasure thank you it's been a pleasure uh i hope you guys have enjoyed it this will be a blog post as well for people and if you guys have got any thoughts or anything that i could do because this has just been a discussion with my friends about it i'm going to make some uh smaller videos so if you guys got any feedback before i do make them uh later on in the week and think that oh yeah this will be something good to add please do let me know or if you are new and you're like i didn't really get this answer questioned i'd like more stuff to be told to me uh so i could like help out uh or help you guys right uh, so that's going to be uh, one of those ones. Uh, but listen, it's been lovely talking to you both. You guys got any shout-outs before we go today? Uh, I'm going to shout-out Steve Great Dooley guy. because I've probably ruined his week by pointing out the furry uh, attachment with Raya and the Last Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Played old Gavin is 100% Rob. Rob's saying this will be a blog post as massive a meeting that could have been an email vibes. You're correct, 100%. Uh, Nathan, any uh, any shout-outs for you? 
no, I can't think of anything offhand. Just uh, looking forward to all the biltong I'm uh, going to be getting. So that's great. I like that you really set yourself a goal from the show, and it was to get as much biltong as possible. <laughs> uh, my shout out is to all of you. Listen, if you end up listening to this, and you get the encouraged to go to an event, and you go, please let me know. I want to hear about it. Um, you're all great. Uh, I don't know what Nathan's doing. He's ruining the audio at the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast or show. It's, I'm stacking up my bulletin. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for listening to this war game, everyone. Have a nice day. <laughs>